0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: This one's for you tonight.
0: Okay, let's get started.
2: My name is Riley Hamilton, as always.
3: <laughs> and Amy Scarlotta, Here we are, yet again. And
2: this looks really good. There's Solid. A can- <laughs> There's a candle blowing in the wind. <laughs>
3: Martha took a shit on the rug before you got here, so I had to light up the candle. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I stepped on it.
2: Oh, my God. Why did she do that?
3: She's a freak.
2: <laughs> Does she not? Was it
3: Sometimes she goes out of the box. Um, her, like kidney disease um sometimes makes them constipated but she's on miralax for that and she took a nice one in the box but sometimes there's residual and she'll just do it uh wherever she is
2: so she will (laughs) start her shit journey in the litter (laughs) box and then if there's (laughs) any pellets or remaining yeah she'll
3: let them loose okay good (laughs) let's just keep this in (laughs) Right. I mean, this
2: is like bonus content. <laughs> yeah, let's just for YouTube. I think we should just start it. I'll start the the show right now. Amy, Riley. Oh man, we are back, and it feels like I personally feel like I've lived multiple lifetimes since we last saw each other.
3: Yeah. We. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I had one hell of a weekend last weekend, um, and I think you did too.
2: Yeah. But what is it about how weeks go by, like one week specifically goes by and it could feel like either eternity or the fastest thing in the world? There's no, do you ever feel that way? Like what does time mean?
3: Time is a flat circle.
2: Yeah. Like that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's freaking July any day.
2: What the hell? I really remember when it was February.
3: I know. And the weather has felt like February this whole time. So (laughs)
2: what's going on with this LA summer?
3: June gloom.
2: June gloom. It's still cold. I debated wear, wearing a sweater to your home. You're wearing a sweater now. I am.
3: I'm wondering if it's unnecessary though. I feel like it's finally it's, warming up.
2: It's just in the in the nebulous region of sweater weather or shirt sure weather. Yeah. We, look, you never know where what the hell kind of climate we're in right now. <laughs> if you're looking on YouTube, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. I have a um, Ken and Lisa's. Uh, I almost called it? Ken and Lisa's Turtle Time Restaurant. Wait, <laughs> wait, that's better. <laughs> Abort the merch. <laughs> um, are You got a t-shirt, I got a sweatshirt, and you also got a Brooks and Don t-shirt, and that order is coming on the 6th.
2: No way. So I
3: think next time we can wear them.
2: Okay. Okay. So I I thought maybe on our wonderful boat trip I could wear Brooks and Don, but that's not.
3: I don't it's, think it's going to come in time.
2: And it is the best 4th of July shirt I've ever seen in my life, but it won't come then. Either. Well,
3: also I should check because I don't know if they're all coming together, so... And I'll Dawn. log in and see if the tracking numbers are different.
2: Okay. Well, that is <laughs> merch. If you haven't seen it, um, there we created iconic merch. Amy specifically designed some beautiful, beautiful designs. Ken and Lisa's Treehouse Restaurant, which is taking the place of Pump Restaurant when it <laughs> closes. Yeah. Ken and Lisa are going to be in a glass treehouse above <laughs> the restaurant, and you can watch them like dinner theater. <laughs> and then Brooks and Don, everyone knows them. Oh. What's Brooks's first name? Oh, no. Hit Brooks Ayers. <laughs> yeah. brooks was his first name yeah and then Don Don they formed a super group (laughs) they put their past to bed they formed a super group called brooks and don yep and yeah that's the merch we have
3: yeah more to come always but uh we had to drop those hot new items the second we could
2: we uh, yeah we had to get those out asap (laughs) they were just too hot to handle and don't and don and brooks don't send us um assistant Assist and deceased yeah please let us make money off of your images yes. right
3: i know i uh well you we don't have to get into the legalities i tried to select images wisely
2: oh good what like non, non. <laughs> like
3: not like paparazzi like okay. you know like paparazzi are like so scary or, like or getty oh my god do will come for you oh
2: getty john <laughs> paul getty the third
3: like, don't think gettys have enough <laughs>
2: Those rich assholes, the Getty's, want to stop us from using Brooks Ayer's photos on a t-shirt. They're
3: worse than the Sacklers.
2: They're the worst rich family. It's the Getty's, the Sacklers. What are some other horrible billionaire families?
3: The Roy's.
2: <sighs> the oh, the Roy's from Succession. Oh, man. There's not one good... Are there any good billionaire families? Bill Gates, people like him, right?
3: Yeah. I think some people don't, but... Who? Isn't he on the flight logs?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. But well, um,
3: yeah, you know, there's some that are generous.
2: Let's just say, can the Gettys give us a break? Yeah. You've got that beautiful museum, right? Yeah. yeah. What if we wore a Getty Images Brooks and Dawn shirt to the Getty Museum? You think huh. they'd be upset?
3: I think they'd stop us at the door. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, we won't be going to the Getty Museum, I guess.
3: Yeah but yeah like celebrities get sued all the time by paparazzi yeah. for using their own image that was taken without their consent right it's crazy yeah
2: it, they own it i guess so crazy yeah you should be able to. i use feel like th-
3: if you're the person in the photo you should be allowed to use it
2: i know uh, yeah the limits of what i know about like the copyright laws and stuff but i guess if yeah that photo of your image becomes their property really strange it's creepy um, you know what? Yeah. Though we're in the clear on Ken and Lisa's Treehouse <laughs> Restaurant because we just could say that's a different Ken and <laughs> that's a different Lisa and it has nothing to do with them.
3: Yeah, that's the uh, what do they call it? Like parody law. Yes, you can do whatever you want. As long Dumb as it's Starbucks.
2: Yeah, as long as it's satirical. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that is. I mean, you have to admit that's satirical, right? <laughs> I'd say. Okay. <laughs> well, how are you feeling generally this week? Since I, I haven't seen you in probably well since this weekend. How do yeah. you feel after Saturday?
3: I feel like the audience is going to start to get sick of my shit when I tell you that I'm tired.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I now I'm with you. Um, now I'm with you. The first <laughs> reference that came to mind is a Harry Potter reference. I feel like a dementor sucked out my oh, wow. soul because I'm so tired. Last mm-hmm. night I didn't sleep very oh, really? well. George was going nuts. I think I was uh-huh. like, yeah, it was just bad. And then I recovered last night, but I think the sleep deprivedness of the night before still has me in its grip totally. that's okay i mean i'm ready to amp up i have a huge coffee oh um, yeah
3: um yeah i've uh to keep it real hot and interesting i've had a uh, crick in my neck since monday oh. and i got a massage though yesterday i've been using um do you ever fuck with salon paws there it's like icy hot basically they're like these little patches no salon it's like salon yeah. pas
2: p a s okay i don't know they're like
3: french or something
2: salon pause salon pause and what's good about it
3: it like it's basically like a like menthol patch oh i like that and it completely works whoa but then when it wears off then i am in pain again so i keep putting them on and my skin was like burning because they're like spicy (laughs) i like that though yeah no i mean it's amazing i don't don't understand the the science of what it's doing but it totally works
2: It, it gets you hot and then cold right I guess. Well, does it get you cold? The menthol gets you cold, Yeah, right? and I then guess the, so. And then the hot comes later. So I
3: guess it's like similar to like putting heat and ice. I don't know. Anyways, How'd you get a crick in your neck? I don't know. It just happens sometimes. Um, I used to go to the chiropractor all the time, but I don't have a job anymore, so I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but I found a good massage place that it's like a technically like it's called YOLO. Foot spa.
2: Whoa. You only live once. <laughs> exactly. Foot spa. Yeah. So they opened around um, 2015.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm still like the last person on earth saying YOLO. I love saying YOLO. Oh,
2: wow. You've never... <laughs> had, I, why have you been keeping that from me? You've never said it once in my presence.
3: Well, next time you ask me if you should do something or not, You'll I'll say, tell you YOLO. Wow, that's awesome. Um, uh, was it so good? when I saw it, I was like, YOLO. <laughs> I'm going there. Wow, that's nice. And it was great. It was... 55 dollars for 30 minutes on the feet 30 minutes body
2: whoa so an hour that's really good right for 55
3: bucks yeah and you keep her clothes on which i like
2: oh, okay i like taking them <laughs> off
3: i usually would but i wanted a more like rudimentary like if i'm doing the whole shebang with like spa vibes and like all of that then i'm like yeah let's do the whole thing but this i was like really just a specific thing. And, you know, to get to like my shoulder and my neck, it's right there. You, I don't need to take my top off.
2: That's really, really nice. I yeah. go to one where they just only keep your underwear on. Okay. And then they do hot oil all over you. And when they <laughs> put hot oil, they tuck your underwear just down a little bit.
3: <laughs> put your their finger in your butt. <laughs> yeah,
2: They just don't want to get hot oil all over your underwear. So it's kind of nice, but they roll it down really far. You're basically naked on the totally, table, But it's kind of fun.
3: Um, Yeah, us ladies usually are nothing on top, but you can keep your bottoms.
2: That's awesome.
3: Um, but um <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Did but <laughs> chiro-
2: did chiropractors, just to go back to something you said, do they work? Like did it make you feel good?
3: Yeah. i like I'm willing to I feel like the internet is extremely divided on Me chiropractors. Too. Yeah. Um I watch a lot of uh back and neck cracking videos on uh like TikTok and stuff, but a lot of other people are like you're going to have a stroke from getting your neck cracked. Like, don't do that. Um, so I don't know. I liked mine. It was in this dude who is like a hippie type man. And it's like out of his like back house. Mm -hmm. Um, like he has like no online information. Like it's like truly like someone has to like give you his number. Like you can't find him online, which is kind of fun in Echo Park. Um, I liked going, I felt like it was like good maintenance and like, um and he also just spends half the time massaging you too so it was kind of just like getting a massage um but yeah when i'm like trying not to spend money that goes by the wayside
2: how much does he charge you
3: <sighs> well insurance would cover part of it oh, wow. so i think his fee was 150 but then my insurance covered like 60 oh, okay. percent. so nice. it was like 70 bucks okay, or something but it's still a luxury Yeah, Um, I don't have like an acute like specific issue. Like I think some people like really need to go and I was more going to like prevent my weird flare-ups of like I just get a lot of tension in my neck and I have like my jaw. He does like crazy stuff that I've done not just with him but where they like I've gotten massages where they like wear a glove and they like put their fingers in your mouth and like massage your jaw from the inside because they like have to get up in your like mandible yeah and it feels am- i mean you it hurts your teeth at night
2: i like clench oh yeah yeah Me yeah. Too. when you're like stressed out
3: i think so and then i get like massive pain in like my ear oh man yeah oh so. I, i'm
2: I, not to talk about pain but man i'm having some <laughs> lower back I, anyway uh, but we're god just like, damn we're the, hurt like, falling apart we're minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're hurt people don't like to hear about pain but you know whatever we're in pain people we're can hurting. relate I think yeah. you
3: know it's just the human body
2: yeah specifically why we're in pain is because Amy and I had are we, we want to talk first about our Saturday night sure okay it was I mean it, it's fun but we can go I don't know we can go as minute detail oriented as you want or we could be very general <laughs> okay. but we decided to go to Stassi Schroeder's show yeah the mommy dearest tour yeah it was her last show of the entire tour right she made that pretty clear yeah it was in los angeles at the beautiful ace theater it's beautiful ace theater is so pretty yeah it looks like what does it look like inside it looks like candle wax yeah it's like gothic gothic it's Mm -hmm. like i never see architecture like that in los angeles and i never even look at architecture but there's so many
3: fallen soldier theaters like that downtown that I wish every single one would get restored yeah like they fixed a few but there's like a million of them
2: I mean you have to give so much props to the to ace the enterprise mm-hmm. of ace hotel for keeping that theater alive and doing whatever the hell they do to it to keep it gothic and yeah. looking beautiful because it's a wonderful theater yeah perfect for is sort of um <laughs> what's her vibe
3: murder <laughs> Murdered glam basic
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was beautiful and she had never i think i i read that she had never been to that theater before so she was probably stunned by how beautiful it was too
3: i like going there um so yeah first we went to the rooftop to get drinks before and I've been to that bar like a million times, and I've never seen it the way it was this time.
2: People were so (laughs) fired up that Stassi was in the vicinity (laughs) that it was like a dance vibe. There was fun music. It was packed to get a drink. Yeah. Also, I had never seen the Ace Pool before. I didn't realize the Ace Pool (laughs) is the size of your table in your living room. Yeah. It's like
3: like smaller than most hot tubs. Yeah.
2: You can't have that much fun in that pool. No.
3: And also, you're like on display because... It's very much, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit separate from a lot of the other part of the bar and everything, but it's not, I would personally not be able to relax. No, <laughs> you'd be
2: right next to people. I mean, I, it looked like maybe 10 people could be comfortable in that pool. Maybe, maybe. 15. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I had never seen the Ace pool. They, they touted their pool.
3: No, like if I was traveling and wanted to like if I didn't live here or if someone was looking for a place to stay that had a pool I'd be like that pool's a joke
2: yeah I'm sorry (laughs) you can't go to the Ace Hotel for their pool I mean no it was barely a pool but the bar was kind of fun
3: it was like what kind of music where it was a very specific vibe and everyone was like freak dancing and it was only 6 p.m. and everyone was turnt as fuck i mean it was
2: (laughs) i mean it was it was pretty cool to me they were playing like drake dance music but also like electronic music i mean people were hyped up having so much fun and then also around you could tell um who stassi's fans were right i mean is that (laughs) bad to say no pretty identifiable stassi schroeder fans for sure i don't know what it is but it's just the way what do you think
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a lot of um
2: yeah exactly
3: white girls (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess yeah that's what i'm trying to say so
2: but yeah anyway it was it was i we got a table immediately it was fun um we ran we, into
3: a lovely turtle on the rooftop
2: yes that was so sweet someone came up to us and said that they listened to you know our podcast which was wonderful i mean talk about a nice thing to hear mm-hmm. in the midst of while we're partying that was so fun <laughs> and then we chugged our drinks i mean nothing notable happened we we're just trying to get no. absolutely drunk before we go to <laughs> Stasi's show
3: yep went downstairs got in who do we see
2: oh the minute we walked in um, was it Megan who spotted first or did you spot, uh, Stassi's mom first?
1: Um,
3: so we had just, I had not remember.
2: <laughs> we had just watched, yeah, it's fine. We had just watched season two, the Lake Arrowhead episode of Vanderpump Rules where her name's Dana, right? Yeah. Dana is very prominently featured. So she was like, you know, I mean, I was familiar with her again, all of a sudden, cause we had just watched that. And then I think Megan, my wife spotted her and then standing next to his mom, obviously was Nikolai schroeder yeah right
3: a tall string bean boy
2: (laughs) yeah what what would you say 18 (laughs) years old now
3: yeah he looks young but
2: but he still has that same face of a little boy (laughs) right yeah that became sort of an 18 year old's face yeah Right,
3: that's what we were saying. Didn't we just say this on the Patreon? Where we're like, he looks like a young boy.
2: I think He's so. a little boy. <laughs> I think so. And I think it was Dana's husband. Okay. Which I didn't know that. I didn't know that Stassi and Nikolai were were. Um, ha- are are they half, half siblings? I didn't know that. Yeah, are someone, they? Someone said that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
3: I always assumed. I mean, I guess. Well, wait, when did her parents get divorced? You know, Didn't I, she say like in col- when she was in college? Yeah, I really
2: have no clue. So he
3: could have sh- been born already.
2: Yeah, he could have. If someone knows... We have to fact check. You, you, you probably know. But yeah, Nikolai was so nice. We came up to him. It was a really <laughs> 50-50 of whether or not we should go up to Nikolai. Because one, it's like, this is kind of weird. And he's not a cast member. And you yeah. haven't... This person hasn't been on camera in like, what, <laughs> six years yeah. or seven years. So it was it was a question a moral question and i asked you i think i said amy should we get a photo with nikolai do you think it's warranted will it be okay we made this you know split second decision and then we just went over to him he was so nice he
3: loved it he was like uh, we went up to him and said, we had just watched the Arrowhead episode, his introduction, and that we loved it. And he was like, oh, you enjoyed that? Oh,
2: <laughs> that is so sweet.
3: No, he loved it.
2: Yeah. And then he said, thank you so much for your support, which was really sweet. And then we just walked away and Amy and I were on a cloud after that. We were like, who gives a shit about the show? We were like, mission yeah, accomplished. Totally. That's yeah. like a
3: great Pokemon to have. Um, yeah. Very rare.
2: And you can see the beautiful Los Angeles theater or Ace <laughs> theater behind us. It, like, yeah. It looks so beautiful. Yeah, really. Nice. Photographs well. Yeah.
3: Um. Then we went upstairs to get drinks. We thought the show was starting without us, but it was just the warm-up comedian. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm good on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Her name is a uh, Taylor. Do you know yeah. her last name?
3: Uh so she's the
2: co host of oh, Stassi's. There's like a
3: ghost like opening and I know. closing my bathroom.
2: <laughs> I know. you door. were like, uh Jimmy's gone for the day, and I'm like, Are you sure Jimmy's not <laughs> opening and closing the door over there?
3: <laughs> um Strack. I think it's
2: yeah, I think it's Taylor Streck. And she's Stassi's co-host because i've listened to stasi's podcast okay. sometimes her co-host i okay. think like the pop culture hour she's her best friend i think or very close friend out you know and she was the warm-up comedian okay. and i'll say one note okay. it was she was saying her jokes so fast <laughs> like did you sense that it was so fast it was just like a Breezing mile through a minute jokes 10 minutes of the most dense jokes <laughs> you've ever heard that i could barely even respond to <laughs> one before she was already on to the next one. But I feel like it was doing its purpose, getting us sort of like, you know, little chuckles were coming out, right? Better
3: or worse than Che Diaz?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I only heard one Che Diaz joke, which was um, the Uber joke that we were talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Los Angeles is so a car culture, right? Yeah. That you need to take an Uber from your bedroom to the bathroom.
3: And it's going to cost you.
2: That joke is really funny when you think about it because, well, we are so used to car culture in uh, Los Angeles, right? Yeah. It, it's like, you can't go anywhere. And so... Well, I
3: did take the train to Stassi's show. Oh. I was feeling very New York vibes.
2: Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> the New York vibes were pretty, um, yeah, iconic what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think- sorry
3: guys i am delusional today i'm laughing okay anyways okay should we just get back to the saucy show
2: yeah um <laughs> totally so taylor was i would say the humorous level was at a like a maybe a 6.5 out of 10 okay i didn't know she's a comedian yeah yeah you know or you didn't know who she was i didn't so
3: know I who she was i have only really listened to snippets of Stassi's podcast. Like, I don't know the whole yeah. setup and okay. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. It was quick. I think it was, it was serviceable. I'll, I'll just, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Pretty good. And then, uh, she had warmed us up. Yeah. Like we were warm at this point and then Stassi <laughs> came out and at first she was playing that mommy dearest, that, that scary song, which people might've seen. It's like the, the, I guess, is it the music from mommy dearest? I've never seen mommy dearest either.
3: I feel like it was giving like Halloween CD music. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Mommy <laughs> Dearest? Yeah. Oh, is it good? It's fun. Okay. Oh my God. There I'm is so a ghost here. in the house.
2: Once we started talking about um, <laughs> Che Diaz, is it, uh, it's uh, Che Diaz, right? Yeah. Once we started talking about Che Diaz, the doors uh, in Amy's apartment <laughs> started opening and closing rapidly. I'm. They're here. I'm kind of worried. The, is the reason why Che made that joke is because Che was from New York and they were just acclimating to Los Angeles car culture?
3: Yeah, they came just for their pilot, which I don't, I don't know if uh, would you watch Che Pasa?
2: Well, I love <laughs> Che's humor on the show, at least the the glimpses we see of it. So of course I would watch that full show that they were a part of.
3: And would you watch it? Would you rather watch it with Tony Danza as their dad or without?
2: What was that, was there a, um, <laughs> there was there a point where they were deciding if Tony Danza should be the dad or not?
3: The plotline was um, if Tony Danza would get canceled for playing a Mexican man when he's in fact Italian?
2: Oh, yeah he he would have, right? I guess. <laughs> I think so. I would have canceled him. <laughs> I thought it was kind of strange that Miranda <laughs> continued to go down on Che while um, they were on the phone with the producer of the show. Yeah, I thought. I mean, couldn't Miranda stop for a second? Did you? What did you think?
3: <laughs> They've made Miranda a bumbling fool. So is, on this show,
2: is it is it sort of the the popular opinion that Miranda is a lot different than she was in the.
3: Yeah. She's like a lunatic now. She's just all over the place.
2: And so what do you, what, what can be, uh, how do you explain why they have, why they're choosing to make Miranda into a sort of unrecognizable, uh, character now i
3: don't know it's weird i mean i feel like they wanted to make her gay which is fine but they are deleting the past where they're acting like sh- she never loved steve that it was all like a farce and i'm like we were all there the whole time we saw what happened
2: do you think steve is ever going to come back or do you think he's just i he's...
3: think he has an appearance oh, at least yeah, yeah. i yeah. think he's Has something coming up but um yeah there's certain little stuff where you're like did you guys watch the show that was on before like certain details like even they said on last one of the new episodes harry says something about his mother and it's like there's like a whole plot line about him talking about his on the original show how his mom is dead
2: no and i'm like
3: do you guys have a bible or not
2: yeah. So Darren Starr created <laughs> Yeah, Sex and the City. Did he leave?
3: I think he left after like the second season. Oh, really? Yeah. So, he created so it's it? Michael Patrick King is the daddy of the show, really.
2: Who is uh, the comeback, yeah. co-creator of the comeback. Yeah. Now, why is the humor of the comeback a 10 out of 10, one of the funniest <laughs> shows of all time? So funny. And then the humor level of... <laughs> And just like that is about a 5 out of 10. Not <laughs>
3: Something's rotten on this new show, but I'm such a Sex and the City fan that I'm just so desperate for any little crumbs yeah. that I'm like, it's great. <laughs> is it
2: giving you crumbs of what you loved about Sex and the City?
3: I mean, in the, the crumbs are that it's my girls, 3 out of 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... But yeah, it's totally delusional deranged like if this show had nothing to do with Sex and the City, you'd be like what is this? Right. It's you just know. so bizarre.
2: This is sort of like mini Saints of Newark for me mm-hmm. cuz that also was completely devoid of knowing the the Soprano's history. They really mm-hmm. made some huge flubs in terms uh-huh. of it and the only enjoyment I got was just that it's Tony Soprano as a little, you know, as a right. little boy, which is hard to not enjoy. But yeah. it really sort of desecrated the legacy of Sopranos in a way.
3: Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but the parts that I did see, I thought Vera Farmiga was good yeah, as she was, mommy.
2: Yeah, she was good as Livia. <laughs> and the guy, the, uh, whoever the, the guy who played Junior was pretty <gasps> Wasn't good. it um,
3: Corey Stoll?
2: Yeah, it was. I love him. Yeah, he was really good as Junior. Very
3: attracted to him. You
2: are? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I love him. You've never said who you're attracted to before.
3: <laughs> wow. He's a first. Wow. He's very hot, I think.
2: Is he on the hottest of like in your top 10?
3: He's one of those ones that, like, I forget about him. He's the one, he played um, Hemingway in Midnight in Paris. Oh, right. But he has hair in that. Right. So he looks totally different. And then he was on House of Cards. And um, wasn't he on, like, Girls?
2: Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I only watched Girls sporadically, but I remember him on it.
3: Yeah, I just like him. Okay. I'm into it.
2: Did you think he was sexually attractive in Many Saints of Newark? (laughs)
3: as uncle junior (laughs) well if we know one thing about uncle junior what's that he goes down (laughs)
2: like miranda sort of right okay (laughs)
3: full circle
2: full circle perfect a perfect tangent
3: um okay back to the
2: ace so stassi came out the audience was fully warmed up yeah i didn't think it was good that taylor said the same joke that (laughs) che said at the very end
3: what Oh, that was her closer. Yeah, Taylor said that (laughs)
2: something about Uber culture, about going having to get an Uber to go from your bedroom to your bathroom. Thank you, everybody. Good night. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, everyone. Here comes Stassi. Then Stassi came out.
3: Guess who's back? Yeah, back Back again. Shady's back. back. Tell Tell a friend. friend.
2: (laughs) And that was kind of cool. Guess who's back? Is that guess who's um, back?
3: Regards to her being canceled.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Stassi, she uh, yeah became (laughs) uncanceled. Um, She came out to Eminem, which I thought was surreal. Yeah. Jarring. With smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stasi does 15 stand-up <laughs> minutes.
3: She was truly doing like a tight 10. Yeah. It was, it was weird.
2: It was weird. Because Stasi is not a comedian. Or, you know, I mean, she she could be if she wanted to try. But <laughs> it just seemed like, why would you give us all this like very pre-packaged, like scripted, comedic... um, what is that called? Like a set. Yeah. Why don't you give us a set? Which you could very much tell was what she said to every single person. It, right. It just seemed a little off brand for Stassi. Yeah.
3: I'm like, the outside of, so she opened with that packaged little bit. She, d- you know, did a lot of comedy about motherhood and stuff like that. Yeah. But then like the rest of the show, generally like, it was pretty uh, unformatted, you know, like yeah. it was just kind of them shooting the shit, right? And I was like, I don't know what I expected, but <laughs> it was pretty uh, nonchalant.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, it
3: was like our Patreon podcast, right? But except the tickets were like seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. It, it was, um, yeah, it was the format was very. Strange, loose. It was like Stasi did ten minutes of stand-up comedy about motherhood. Then she brought out Bo, mm-hmm. and then Bo. What did you think about Bo's performance?
3: Honestly, I like turned on him.
2: Really? Like you didn't you didn't like him as much <laughs> I, after that?
3: I mean, I'm not like obsessed with him, anyways. But I was like, you're enjoying this too much. Like. It's like, what's your deal?
2: Well, he, he, you know, he, he wanted to be a performer in his life. I mean, he tried to be an actor. I won't say tried. He, he, he Well, that's where Kristen met him, right? Yeah. Like he, he has a performative spirit and I think this is a good outlet for him and you can see that he's decent on stage. He's good, but their sort of, um, their rapport was a little, um, forced yeah. a little a little Strained. awkward a little too much interrupting i was like uh-huh. how many times have you all done this before <laughs> uh and yeah
3: i couldn't tell like a lot of their bits were about the hardships of parenting which would be fine if they were funny but it was just kind of a bummer like they yeah. were making me like they were just like complaining essentially <laughs> yeah uh, uh,
2: yeah like giving us i guess what they thought that we we would all astaci as you know, fans be really, really interested in, which is how much of a horror Hartford is, right? right? And how hard it is. Yeah. Um. Then they sort of livened it up by bringing Taylor and Katie back out. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then uh, I think there was a little bit of a flub where Katie was like, I Stassi was like, how do you feel after the reunion? Do you wish there were any questions that, like, you would have been asked? Because Katie didn't feel like she got to talk a lot at the reunion, she said. And then Katie was like, there was so much I would have said and I wanted to say. And then Stassi was like, oh, man, I wish I would have known that because I would have come up with questions for you that I would have asked. Which, yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, we could have had, like, a full 10 minutes of, like, Stassi asking, you know, Rules-related questions, which is the reason why Katie was there. Right.
3: Although, whenever katie was directly asked she seemed to not have much to say <laughs> she also forgot her pants oh she did she wasn't wearing pants i
2: thought she was continuing on the legacy of the the fuck me and my t-shirt um that's true
3: i'm ready for that to be done
2: yeah right i'm
3: like let's put our pants back on <laughs> as a society yeah. you say you say
2: let's let's all just collectively Pull up our pants and yeah. put them back on.
3: Pull up by your bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So
2: the no pants era is over. I say.
3: Okay. Um. I mean, she looked good. And uh, this is jumping ahead, but at the very end, they brought out Stasia cake. And Katie wore her Sir uniform dress yeah. to bring out the cake. And I was like screaming. And she looked amazing in the Sir dress. So,
2: yeah, she looked good yeah. for her. She looked great. Um, I think. I mean, that was really like only the notable parts. I mean, Katie said she would film with Tom Sandoval again. There was one yeah. time where Saucy was like, How are they, how is Tom Sandoval going to film if no one on the cast will film with him? And Katie goes, I'll still film with him. <laughs> yeah. Sandoval. She's like, I never
3: said I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense in the sense that she's always hated him, anyways. Yeah. So I don't know how it could be any more uncomfortable for them to hang out now than it ever was. I also
2: think contractually, they just, do have to have scenes with the other cast members. Yeah. Like, even if they hate them because that's the entire show. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, could... she's
3: had to film with James Kennedy this whole time after he called her fat like 500 times. Yeah.
2: She's had to be in events with him. Yeah. She had to be with him for like three seasons, hating him the most out of any person in the world. Yeah. So.
3: Um, Yeah. Uh, I think our favorite part um, was at one point, was it like viewer questions or something like that? Or Stassi brought back a...
2: Someone stood up and said, I have one question for you all. What is your opinion on chicken pot pies?
3: And they said, I went on a date with someone and on the first date, the man ordered a chicken pot pie. Is that a red flag? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, marry him.
2: Yeah, we were all going, no, <laughs> that's not. And they... I think it was only Taylor who thought it was a huge red flag. Right. Stassi thought it was amazing. Katie thought it was... that means you're comfortable and you're happy. Wasn't
3: Bo talking shit? He compared it to drinking milk as an adult. Which I think is a chuggy comedy area
2: really talking yeah, <laughs> making fun of talking uh, of drinking milk yeah because i love milk. <laughs> yeah right i just bought a bunch of whole milk recently uh, just to have fun it's delicious come yeah. on yeah who are we kidding <laughs> and uh so, i think yeah,
3: people's I- gut just can't handle it so they act like it's disgusting when in fact they just have a weak biome
2: right and then the people who <laughs> who can stand milk we all love it because we can drink it and
3: me and mariana call ourselves because she likes milk too we call ourselves the two percent
2: oh wow that's great (laughs) because you both prefer that as your type of uh...
3: well it's like it was during that we came up with it when we were kept talking it was like the bernie sanders era when we were talking about the one percent so it's almost a it's a double entendre yeah it's like we are the two percent
2: wow the two percent of people who (laughs) like milk and also your favorite type yeah
3: i got two percent in my coffee right here
2: oh yeah right yeah i got that <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> okay good so Stasi, i guess i would give it overall i don't want to be you know too mean and it was still fun it was kind of short it was an hour long yeah there was a couple moments of levity like the chicken pot pie minute hartford
3: and, came out and sang
2: yeah hartford came out and sang um that song from frozen right yeah
3: she and, didn't want to leave the stage
2: she didn't want to leave. They had to, yeah, get her out of there. And then <laughs> they it just... used
3: the Apollo hook, yeah, and yanked her out. Yeah, it
2: was. Awful. I don't know who was behind the <laughs> the curtains there, but they really yanked Hartford out of there. And then they just bowed and said goodnight, and they let us just go about our night. Right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Did you um, feel unfulfilled after? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. Um, but you. Fixed that by getting a bacon wrap hot dog outside. And we saw that... Um, who was there? We, we know that Kristen was there. Yeah. But and we then, didn't and see then. her. I saw Dana run by at one point. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, like
2: uh, Dana the mom? No. The, oh, the other, other Dana? Yeah. Really? The other Dana was there? hmm Whoa. Okay. Wow. So Which, like- this will
3: play into our story later. She went in. I don't know if... I saw her outside while we were at the hot dog area. I saw her like go in.
2: She's Katie's best friend. So it's possible that she's just, you know, there. Wow. So we had the same night as Dana. Right? Yeah. Right. It's okay (laughs) to say that Dana was there. Yeah. Okay. So then I (laughs) ate a bacon wrapped hot dog. Um, I don't know what, you know, that, kind of shows you my mood after the show <laughs> i was ready to eat a bacon wrapped hot dog and then we decided to continue partying because it was like nine o'clock yeah right it yeah like from eight to nine yeah we're all dressed up we look our best <laughs> we had we, our top hats on we all looked amazing <laughs> spats Ta- t- um, tucks and tails it, we looked good yeah like we were ready to conquer the world and Stasi left us sort of unsatiated
3: yeah, is that what you'd say? <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah, it had no that, format that, that, and that to the show,
2: and that couldn't be your night. Like you don't yeah. just want to—I don't know—for <laughs> one hour, you're just like, we watched Tossy talk about Hartford, and they—they they didn't even dance, <laughs> right? They didn't dance once. Mm. Well, when when she, when she came out to Eminem,
3: a little bit, she was kind of go, rocking side to side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had taken the train. From home to downtown, and I have a rule that I don't take the train back home after a certain hour because it gets wild down there. Oh, it does. It gets crazy. So what? What time? <laughs> what's
2: what's your cutoff for train time?
3: <clears throat> I mean, it'll depend. Like if I'm with friends, maybe we could push it later. But when I'm by myself, I get a little scared, especially because it wanted me to go from Pershing Square, which is like no, I, I not d- great. Oh yeah. um, So yeah, like I generally I would say after dark.
2: Okay. Yeah, and it was dark when we got out. Totally.
3: Um so then we were like, where should we go next? We went to a place fairly close to my house, so then I was you know, we took an Uber, so I was back in the hood secure and then (laughs) crazy shit went down.
2: Yeah, then we went into this wonderful, beautiful bar that we love to go to and we got a table, which was the last table in the dance section of this bar and to the left of us at our table there was a sign that said happy birthday <laughs> ariana right now, reserve for ariana yeah happy birthday. happy birthday yeah and when you're thinking about who in the universe had a birthday that night that was named ariana you have to think ariana <laughs> maddox is potentially one of those people
3: yeah and because it's also it was Stassi's birthday and Ariana's birthday, right? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. right.
2: We didn't. We never even explained that this yeah. was Stassi's birthday, but it was also Ariana's birthday. And then, um, what? How long? <laughs> how long? It was like what twenty minutes after of us just standing by that table, you know, starting to drink Pacificos, having yeah. fun, and then all of a sudden, I think it was what Brock and Sheena first.
3: Well, first we saw ariana's friend brad oh oh, right right who that's a deep cut to recognize but we were like had already seen the ariana paper on the table and then we saw brad who's kind of been in the public eye more recently He was on the
2: the nick uh vial podcast yeah he also was the person who who set up the ariana new york adventure i don't Mm -hmm. know if you if you saw that but he was like a part of the i don't know he was like helping her out on her birthday to have fun in new york well her birthday was They were celebrating her birthday back in New York. That was like... I don't know. Maybe that wasn't her birthday. Hmm. I don't know. But anyway. Okay. uh,
3: Um, But yeah, so then we had that in our mind. Then we saw him and we were like, whoa. And then, um, yeah, Sheena came, Brock, um, Dana, like I said. Yeah. um, And then, ultimately, Ariana Maddox did come and her new boyfriend was there.
2: Yeah. Now, to be fully honest, I... Felt slightly personally. I felt slightly <laughs> uncomfortable being at the table next to Creepy. Ariana's birthday because the, you know, we're like you and I are on their radar a little bit, like uh-huh. in a very small way, just as, as Bravo commentators. Yeah. So, the fact that I was standing there when, <laughs> when Sheena and Brock and Ariana arrived kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Like I was a psychotic Like they should call 911. That, that I had chosen the table that was right next to them to celebrate their birthday. And also it made me self-conscious about what I was doing. I didn't want to look at them or (laughs) party too wild or have my phone out in any way. Like I was trying to report their birthday. I wanted Ariana to have a normal, nice, fun birthday with all of her friends and not seem like she's in the presence of a, of a, you know, a total fan, a super fan. (laughs) Yeah. So that part actually, it sort of made me slightly just uncomfortable like i think the entire time you were there it was just sort of like we had wanted to have our own fun time we were never invited over to there nor should we have been i mean <laughs> yeah. it would have been nice obviously but why would we have been yeah we so were just having our own party yeah brock and spencer came were you there when my two friends came, i was they... there when
3: spencer came but oh. i left before brock came okay
2: so uh yeah so you left what, yeah. what were your feelings when you decided to <laughs> leave
3: I just had already had a big weekend by that point. I went out Thursday night and Friday night and it was now Saturday night. And I knew that if I was going to stay, I was going to need to start drinking a lot more to have a good time because it's loud music. You kind of have to either go to 10 or it's kind of pointless. So You're at a crossroads. And I was like, I don't think I can do what I what needs to be done yeah. in order for me to stay. Yeah. So I had to throw in the towel, and I felt better that you had people coming that could relieve me. Like, could you? I imagine, tapped out.
2: Could you imagine if it was just Megan and I standing there at that table without <laughs> you trying to pretend like we're normal and having fun? That would have been so bad. Luckily, so I did the. I ha, I was at a crossroads too. I was like, I can either look like I'm having. Fun, trying to have fun on my own, which I was. I wanted to just be at a bar and have fun and be normal. Yeah. But also, yeah, you're right. The environment is like, get drunk as hell, or <laughs> you're not going to be able to participate in how fun, you know, the atmosphere is. Yeah. So I decided to get drunk as hell. I had a spicy margarita. <laughs> I had four Pacificos. Brock and Spencer showed up. And then the attention now it was like i'm now i'm actually having fun i'm partying i we are doing something that someone would consider partying on our own yeah and the fact that sheena and brock were all there i didn't look at them too much i didn't like look at what they were doing but they were partying as well doing shots yeah drinking having fun dancing a little bit or whatever so then it was like two divided parties which was fine and normal i was drunk as hell you had left which (laughs) This so I think the second half of the night was exactly what you said. It's yeah, like we entered the drunk <laughs> era, and then it was more normal. And then, um, and then like people from the party. So like Ariana did come up over to me, and she said, "She goes turtle time," because I think <laughs> that I think that people don't know that you're not my wife, and they see. <laughs> Uh, Megan, and they think she might be part of Turtle Time. Like I don't know, are
3: interchangeable. Yeah,
2: like Ariana doesn't know, so she said Turtle Time, which I thought was you know amazing, (laughs) fun, and I'm always like completely stunned. Yeah, Ariana would ever say anything to me to us. Uh, Sheena was so nice again, but Sheena also, I, I felt like Sheena was like, what the hell is this guy doing here? I'm the nicest person in the world, but why the hell is this, this Riley Hamilton guy at the table next to us when we're partying with Ariana? That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very paranoid and very self-conscious. So, but then anyway, it got more fun. Ariana came over. She said, I go, I go, I told her, I said, Ariana, I promise we come to this bar all the time. This was a normal Uh, I'm normal. (laughs) I said I'm normal, and this is a normal partying single white female ass. (laughs) You have like a blonde bob. You know, (laughs) you know, someone is normal when they say I'm normal. You were
3: wearing like a red bandage dress.
2: (laughs) So I, yeah, so I solidified completely that I'm a normal person. That I was. Did she believe you? I think she said yes. I, yeah, I she I, the way she looked. Or was I she like
3: sure? I think I was giving
2: I think I was given off total normal vibes. And okay. so then she left me. I go, can I get you anything for your birthday? Because happy birthday. Cause I, I'm not going to pretend I don't know it's her birthday. Right. It was her birthday. I've seen Pump Rules for so much. I know it's yeah. her birthday. And it, it said happy birthday on the yeah. table. So I said happy birthday like a normal person. <laughs> I said, can I get you anything? She said, no, I'm completely covered, which is true. there's a hundred yeah. people. Oh. By- <laughs> <laughs> I just like put the microphone in my mouth. There's a hundred people um, buying her. No, street.
3: she was like. Yeah, they were doing shots after shots. Her boyfriend brought over champagne at one point, was yeah. twirling the flutes between his fingers, which was kind of Sandoval vibes. I'm gonna be real. He was like doing mixology, bartending like action.
2: I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. I was just gonna say once ariana declared me normal i felt really like you could really let loose then i could start to look to the left in a natural (laughs) way and not pretend like i couldn't look over there and see what they're doing because i also you know i didn't want to appear like i was reporting on it right you know what i mean yeah like filming there were
3: some people just straight up filming the corner like just had their phones up
2: yes yes To, to our right of us yeah there were people just standing on On the chairs, just filming what they were doing. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, but anyway, it became more normal. It became became fine and fun. And then it got, it devolved into just being so drunk that you don't even, I I didn't care anymore. I was like slopping around, going around. We, we, um, and I don't really, it got fuzzy after that. But I (laughs) think. Did you talk to Brock? No. The other Brock? No. I, well, which one? The (laughs) The Sheena's Brock? Sheena's Brock. No. Davies. I think if anyone. I I just I was so paranoid that he's like oh, I've seen this guy at Chino's courthouse. I've seen <laughs> that's this guy. the one
3: that pushes it over the edge. Yeah, I've seen
2: this guy at emo <laughs> night. What the hell is this guy doing here at Ariana's birthday at an event where we didn't tell anyone what was going on? I just think that's yeah. Brock. To me, is probably like I, I don't. I'm gonna try to talk to him someday and just be like Brock. I swear that one was a coincidence. <laughs> it's what's the line of 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 how much you can be like a fan like you and I are commenting on this and we're yeah. trying to go to these events so we can talk about it but I also we don't want to be creepy or weird or me right. personally like you yeah. don't ever come off well, as creepy or weird
1: the
3: thing is nine times out of ten it's at a Vanderpump establishment mm-hmm. which totally doesn't count
2: right you know yeah we're allowed to do that
3: yeah that's the whole point point. and if they go there they know what they're signing up for yeah. but when it bleeds out into these other areas it gets more questionable because they're like, I come here because no one knows us here. Yes. Kind of a thing.
2: Well this one I feel like you know I, I think it's
3: in the end was fine.
2: Yeah. But I'm just I was so paranoid and self conscious <laughs> and I just don't want to be perceived as, you know, like a stalker. Do you think I was, that
3: she thought that there's a mole in their group
2: I have to assume <laughs> that Sheena and Brock and whoever are going, what the hell happened who told who posted a story of where we're going because this <laughs> person who talks about bravo all the time like the rules- departed
3: yeah. they have to you know leak certain information and see where it comes out
2: exactly when they all sit everyone down leonardo dicaprio and they have them write their social security numbers down but leonardo dicaprio leaves before they can get back the police reports yeah and then it's like how do you not know he's the rat he's the one person who <laughs> left when this was all going on yeah that movie makes no sense oh my god it's perfect what about the part where they're going to get those microprocessors in the and jack nicholson is a part of it he would never go on that that microprocessor run too risky for the boss he's of the in family? with the feds right so he's a rat too spoilers so why is he doing illegal stuff as a rat he's the biggest rat of them all i don't know watch that when was the last time you saw it
3: I watched it like a month ago. Okay, and still I actually watched perfectly. it the day after the Scandaval bus.
2: It's a wonderful movie, and there are so many iconic, beautiful things about it, but story-wise, it's a little baggy, and it okay. doesn't make so I much sense. I
3: love, though... Sorry, this is the departed minute. The coincidence of, like, when they go to get Martin Sheen, and then Leo has just escaped, yeah. and then they run into him, and they're like, where were you? Like... That is such a satisfying moment when he just like enters the fold and then the like twist that the guy gave him the wrong address and he showed up anyways and then he dies.
2: Yeah, that was great. Um, It's so thrilling. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely thrilling. And the final 20 minutes are amazing. Oh my God.
3: I have seen it many times. But since my brain is so bad, I forget all the twists and turns. So when I watch it every couple years, I get to be thrilled again.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Do you think something was wrong with Matt Damon's sexual libido? (laughs) Why? Because they make a lot of references that he's not um, like having sex with his uh, girlfriend, Vera Farmiga. Uh-huh.
3: Um, well, then she has to she goes and gets it from Leo instead. Right.
2: Do you like Leo more than Matt Damon in that movie?
3: Yes. Okay,
2: good. <laughs> so to finish, oh, one thing that I I will say makes this much worse the story we were talking about about the the bar is that the next day I went live just to talk preemptively about our fun night on TikTok and I provocatively, <laughs> but in a humorous way, made it titled Riley tells all episode one because <laughs> I was being silly and <laughs> provocative, but I, I, it wasn't like supposed to be a, um, actual, you know, like what's that called? You like a were, tell. You were all. trying
3: to be a provocateur. Yeah.
2: I was trying to be provocateur with a, with a salacious <laughs> title, but I wasn't actually going to tell everything in the world. But then I started, I just went live and I started talking about our night, like I'm doing now. And, I had a photo up of the the Ariana photo bomb. Yeah. And then that guy, Brad, came into my live. And he and he gave me the thinking question mark um, emoji. <laughs> and then everyone goes, Riley, Riley, Brad is in here. And I go, oh, I go, oh, hi, Brad. And I go, and at that time, I was hypothetically talking about if Ariana should date either Brock or Spencer. Yeah. And I'm thinking about how he is probably friends with ariana's actual boyfriend well first of all he thinks that i'm telling every secret from the night like everything that i learned while i was watching with the bar which i was not i was not giving any specific details it looked so bad i was and then i go brad i'm so sorry i'm talking about this but i was just saying how hypothetically ariana should date either my friends brock or spencer and then i sort of nullified it a little bit but it's really (laughs) awkward and it was captured on live for like five minutes so i looked like a little stinker
3: (laughs) he probably texted ariana right away and you're blacklisted now
2: i know that's exactly (laughs) what i thought i was like why did i name it riley tells all why did the fact that when i was showing that photo for those five minutes that's when he (laughs) came in the the live chat also how did he find my live? i guess he (laughs) follows me and he or or he was just like Whoa, there's a thing called Riley tells all and I, I don't I don't know what happened. But yeah. anyway, that made me look extra bad. So
3: Well, you're gonna have to watch what happens live. What do you mean? Next. Okay. What's she gonna do? So she might give you a cease assist de- deceased.
2: Yeah. And then when we show up to James Kennedy's housewarming party, it's gonna look <laughs> even worse.
3: <laughs> but we'll be invited, so.
2: Okay, good. Um was that our night?
3: Pretty much, yeah. I uh I walked part of the way home and stopped at one of those um, like roadside um, like taco stands and got a quesadilla and then I took a bird or a lime the you rest did? of the way.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. So where did you, where did you, where did you walk I to to get too specific? I walked two Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Okay. So you... <laughs> I'm
3: not trying to dox, but I walked probably for 15 minutes. Okay. And okay. then. Got it. Limed the way. Oh, the you rest had a lime way. night? <laughs> (laughs) wow uh i just saw one right there and i was like you know what
2: that's pretty fun and they were working well
3: yeah it was easy uh i don't usually do that but i was i wasn't taking it on any main roads i took it just in like the neighborhood so i felt okay
2: any perilous uh incidents while on your way back
3: no i was just i could have just taken an uber but um I was on foot, and if I would have walked the entire way, it was going to take longer than I wanted. Yeah. So I just zipped home on the
2: Lime. It was a beautiful night in Los Angeles. It was nice. Yeah. No matter what you did, that was a beautiful Saturday night. <laughs> we. It was a nice night out. It felt good. The vibes were powerful and fun. And yeah,
3: Ariana seemed like she had a great night. Yeah. She was looking good. Yeah. If you. She's so petite. I know.
2: I. Everyone seems taller and bigger on camera you know from the way they film them or whatever but yeah ariana is like five yeah she's
3: like tiny yeah
2: it's not wild yeah i never she's would have like sheena sized i know i think Sheena's taller maybe anyway that's the you know update from our night and you know we did spend an hour which you want to talk about oh we should do our tagline game right should be do you want to take a break and then do our taglines sure or do you have to take a break
3: i think i'm good but if should we do one for the ads yeah. It all
2: sure let's take a little break in one hour that's the right amount of time to talk about uh che diaz and <laughs> our night and whatever we talked about for the first 30 minutes that was i think this was a good hour don't you think yeah yeah pretty good maybe a <laughs> six out of ten right <laughs>
3: ten out of ten.
2: Oh. That, okay uh, yeah let us know how you like this first segment it felt a little um yeah it felt pretty good but i would give it maybe a seven out of ten okay all your right. number's
0: going up <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: And we're back. I hope you liked that ad from our sponsor, presumably Factor Meals. Right? Have you ever have you listened to our ads ever? Is
3: that the Sheena one? Yeah, that's exciting. Do you think
2: we're still getting that Factor um, money?
3: We need to check. We need to get our shit together on our <laughs> ads. <laughs>
2: yeah, I want I want an ad read pretty soon. I know. I want to be able to say like. Amy, do you know what I like about going to Alamo Draft House? <laughs> the unlimited popcorn.
3: Yeah, I want to do um, with promo code Vage in the city.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I would read that. Well, they probably wouldn't want me, but that that Carrie ad. Yeah. Why was she so offended?
3: I know she's kind of a prude.
2: Secretly, she is. Yeah. Historically. Yep. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I would read any ad, anything. Well, I have something
3: said. to read. Oh, good. What is that? <laughs> we, as promised, last week, we said we were going to come back with our some of our top and bottom taglines of all time. And I went a little overboard, but I highlighted the top ones. Okay. So, what did we want to start? Do we want to do... Um, do you want to read... Should we each say a stinker? Yeah. And then we'll say a good one.
2: Let's go back and forth with our stinkers okay. and then let's go back and forth with our best, right? Okay.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. Should
2: we? Yeah, yeah cuz it's more okay. All right. Should I I'm going to say my first stinker. Yeah. Okay. This one, bottom of the barrel. It almost doesn't count, but I just have to include it. It's Gina Keo's tagline from the OC, and this tagline is I have always wanted things. I crave money. It's who it's giving who's the person who craves money? Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I have always, <laughs> this is before they had uh, taglines, but still, it can, yeah. it's a tagline. I, mean, I they included
3: have it on that- two that are of that generation okay um, did you have this one uh, i didn't have that one but i remember like like L O L L. it doesn't it. get
2: more bare bones than that and really straight <laughs> to the point yeah i have always wanted things <laughs> i crave money even if she just said that and they isolated <laughs> that clip and that's what she said it's kind of a strange sentence to utter yeah i crave money i mean i <laughs> i do i crave money personally but i would never say it yeah okay what's your well,
3: I'm trying to see. I have two that are like that and I'm trying to figure out which one is better. But um Lori Peterson. Are the police involved? <laughs>
2: yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> Is that is she talking about her um, her son? She kind of had a probably a son with a sort of rough. She used upbringing. to always
3: get calls when she worked for Vicky. Like the school would call, and she'd be like, "I have to go," yeah. you know.
2: So her tagline for a season, a full season, was "Are the police involved?" <laughs> Such a bummer. Okay, I'm gonna go with non OC one for a second, just okay. because that is a those are easily <laughs> the worst ones. Um, I, I thought this one was pretty bad, considering who the housewife is. New York City is my playground, Bethany Frankel. I thought that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not, there's no play on words. It's just a sentence and it's a dumb sentence. New York City is my playground. There's nothing fun about that. Yeah. And it was a season three. It was like Roni was established by that point.
3: Especially for a wordsmith like Bethany. Do you think
2: New York City is actually her playground?
3: (laughs) I mean, it probably was for a while there. (laughs) Okay um this one like sounds like it's good but i hate it okay i'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash
2: yeah that was erica jane yeah and the way she says cash was sort of annoying
3: i'm like huh
2: yeah i'm a what is it again i'm a riddle
3: i'm an enigma, oh, enigma. wrapped in a riddle and cash
2: yeah it's sort of just you throw on the money part of it like she's saying she's a mystery it's and just she- like
3: Falls flat for me. I, every time I heard it, I'd be like, "I don't, I don't like that one."
2: Okay, good. Yeah, and that's that's a good <laughs> bottom of the barrel because they were actually trying with that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't like this one. I think it's 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 a Tamra Judge. Okay. It's housewives come younger, but they don't come hotter. Okay. I just think there's nothing fun about that. She's just saying she's hotter than all of the the Orange County housewives. And she said that a lot. Like that was her claim to fame. She loved being hotter than everyone. Right. Which I don't know. That's not something that anybody can help. Right. If she's the hottest one. It's like, what are you really trying to say? And it's not very playful or fun.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We've noticed like there were over 500 total. Yes. And I would say a giant portion of them are pretty shitty.
2: I'd say the top 50, (laughs) even in the top 50, there are pretty bad ones yeah. in there and they're over 500 yeah so they're, they're, there's a lot of stinkers yeah I mean, they need to i don't know they need Step to hire someone to to write taglines
3: yeah um <laughs> i'm so conflicted because i have like a bunch but then i highlighted the best but now i'm like wait should i feature a different one but um this one also um is trying to do the most and it just grosses me out okay. um it's now that i got my baby that's the only crap I take.
2: Who, who said that?
3: That is Ashley Darby from Potomac, and I'm like, you take your baby's crap, like
2: poo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when her baby craps, that's she the takes only... it away. Yeah. yeah, that's the only <laughs> crap that she has to deal with now, right? Her baby's
3: yeah crap. I just don't like
2: it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think any tagline should have the word "crap" in it. Crap, crap.
3: And wait for Crappy Lake.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of offensive that they're calling Benton. Is it Benton, uh, uh, Iowa? Benton, uh, uh, Illinois? It's Benton, yeah. Illinois. I feel like it's kind of <laughs> offensive to name that city Crappy Lake because Maybe, isn't
3: there? I assume there was a place called Crappy Lake.
2: Yeah, because it's for the fish that are called crappy. But oh, you know, there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess, How do you know about that? I looked up what crappy oh. <laughs> technically means, and it's a f- type of fish. So when you say it's Crappy uh, Lake, it's okay. a fish that populates. It's Like Trout Lake. But or they're something. they're definitely it's a play on the of term course. shitty. Well, yeah, they're doing like Shits Creek. Could you imagine though if somebody came to your small town and said, "Hey, let's <laughs> d- let's bring two people to come to your shitty town and just call it that?" Yeah. Isn't that kind of offensive? I bet they love them though. Who? Sonya and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely do. <laughs> Did you just do one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. It was Ashley Darby, <laughs> and she's talking about taking her baby's crap. Okay. Uh, Heather DeBro, she gave this stinker to the world. No one's life is perfect, but mine is pretty close. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Okay. Not a lot of nuance or fun <laughs> there. We know Heather thinks her life is perfect. Yeah. She acts like it's perfect. She acts like she's perfect. And so, yeah, just not a fun tagline, right? Yeah. but very indicative of Heather.
3: This is so hard because there are so many, you know, it's like, is it not clever? Is it annoying? Is it stupid? Right. Is it (laughs) like, there's so many versions. So I feel like I have a bit of both. And this one, um, this could almost be honorable mention. I put on like a separate section that's honorable mention, but I put it in worse just because it's weird. Um, it's the iconic, uh, a Jew and an Asian walked into a bar. Then they had me.
2: Whose tagline <laughs> was that? Was that was
3: Jules Weinstein from N- Roni, oh, the wow. tall, pretty woman. Um, who was obsessed with being half Asian and half Jewish?
2: Was she the one who was talking about how, like, her dad was really, really sick and she's trying to talk to Luann about it? And Luann was not even listening to her <laughs> and, and they saying, were, like, how smoking she's,
3: cigs? Yeah, outside yeah. of
2: um, Bluestone Manor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jules, yeah, didn't get a very fair shake there.
3: No, she was kind of like a sad figure. Yeah. She... Um, but I thought that one was jarring.
2: Yeah my my last one is also I didn't want to go with full orange county ones early yeah. season even though those are the worst yeah um I thought I Tinsley's uh one of her taglines was come on why cook when i can order room service <laughs> I just thought I don't know I, I mu- that must have been related to something that happened in the previous season or whatever but it's just there's nothing fun about that and everyone says that yeah or, you know it's like i don't know it's just very bottom of the barrel not fun not catchy or anything
3: yeah um <laughs> uh i love that all the ones that either of us say i will remember having just read the one that you just said oh really you, like i i just read them all oh, oh, this right, morning right. Oh, did. i went through city by city because that website we use had them in ranked order and i yes. didn't want to read them in ranked order because i didn't want it to bleed into totally. my ranking so i did i read the cities in order of their airing so i did oc um oh my gosh i get so scared to do the order <laughs> it's oc new york atlanta uh, then new jersey new jersey
2: okay. <laughs> uh, yeah I, you're on beverly your own. hills yeah i think so first five so you did that you went all dc in- whoa potomac whoa no, D.C. Dallas. Where does Miami fit in there? Way later. Oh, wait.
3: Miami is um early. Miami. Was Miami before Beverly Hills?
2: You know, I really don't know the chronology. <laughs> I even read that book, Not All Diamonds and Rose, and it goes chronologically, but I can't remember.
3: I know. I always get so confused. I can do, like, the first, like, four, but yeah. after that, I get a little confused. Um. Okay. So... i'm trying to decide which one to do um (laughs) this one is dumb it's just money doesn't give you class it just gives you money whose was that (laughs) brandy that was brandy's it just gives you money
2: yeah i would have (laughs) higher hopes for brandy that's yeah that's a bummer It, it really i think what you what you said is that this kind of let me know that the taglines are not as iconic as you think they're right. only like i think the, the 10 we're going to talk about are probably the most iconic by far i don't even know if all <laughs> of mine are iconic totally do you have any more bottom of the barrel
3: um i have a few i already mentioned last week the one the charade they it says call me a bad server because i always spill the tea which is just like such a crazy setup yes call, call me, me a bad server well
2: first she's like do you mind calling me a bad server for a second and then when somebody <laughs> says Ray, you're a bad server. She's like, why? Because I'm always <laughs> spilling the tea, right? It's yeah. like you're asking for a. Yeah.
3: Yeah. A, some of the setups are truly unhinged. Like, I also wrote down Dorinda's, um, like a mint in my mouth, I can be a bit fresh. And I'm like, why are we talking about a mint in your mouth? Like, yeah, who what? Said, do, what?
2: <laughs> yeah. You had a mint in your mouth? I don't even remember that one. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I'll say, I'm going to say my honorable mentions for the top. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I really like this one. And it was from a housewife that I wouldn't expect. Uh-huh. It's. Mirror, mirror on the wall, (laughs) I don't think I look 40 at all. First of all, that's (laughs) Melissa, which, you know, I I didn't know Melissa, you know, killed it with taglines. That must have been
3: pretty recent then, right? She's not much older than 40.
2: I find the setup, mirror, mirror on the wall. Anytime you say mirror, mirror on the wall, I'm listening. (laughs) Aren't there a
3: few? I feel like there's a few tropes that you start to notice when you read them all in a row. Yeah, like a
2: a rhyme? Or or just like... the start of a...
3: Like, um, for instance, um when you look at the Dallas ones, a lot of bull. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking your bull. Yeah, right. Because it's like right. And a lot of Texas plays on horns. class.
2: And yeah. 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 So, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, I don't think I look 40 at all. I just think it's kind of fun that you wanted to talk about being 40, that you yeah. look 40, and it had that fun. It's rhyming, and it starts with Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. I thought that was interesting. That fun. Honorable mention. Yeah. Do you find any merit to that?
3: <laughs> it's cute. Okay. I like it. I... um. I've, um Featured my honorable mentions are more for my favorite honorable mentions are the kooky ones. Okay. So I think I kind of um, mentioned this one last week, but when life gives you lemon, (laughs) when life gives you lemons, put nine in a bowl.
2: Shannon. Yeah. Because her first season, (laughs) she talked about having a bunch of lemons or something.
3: Part of her crazy feng shui operations in her house include always having nine lemons in a bowl.
2: All right. Yeah, Yeah, that's So it's a callback. Okay, that's cool. I have another honorable mention, but it's uh, Heather uh, Thompson's. Was her last (laughs) name Thompson? And I just don't feel, I'll just be fully honest, I don't feel comfortable committing (laughs) to her tagline. So I think you know which one I'm talking about. I wrote down
3: all three that include the H word.
2: (laughs) I I feel reticent to go in because I cringe when Heather says it. So I don't, I can't. (laughs) I'll
3: go through I'll say all three. Okay. I'm stronger than anything in my way. Holla. <laughs> A true New Yorker never backs down, and I'm no exception. Holla. <laughs> my success is built on making women look and feel their best. Holla.
2: So she did it twice, or three times. Three times. Wow. And she loved it. It was like she was <laughs> doubling down and then triple down on it, because I feel like people <laughs> thought it was cringe the first time she did it
3: hey mama. Yeah. You have to admit Holla. it was yeah,
2: It was fun when she called Holla people mama. At your
3: girl, mama. <laughs> like absolutely insane.
2: Yeah. It was fun when she called people mama. You have to admit.
3: <laughs> Yummy chummy.
2: I am. Um, I loved Heather. Like I think she's so iconic. I really mm-hmm. loved her for all three seasons and the season where ha- they had to pick up after Bethany and they hired Carol, Heather and Aviva was iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a good rebrand for Roni. They fit in really well. But then when Heather came back, um, when Bethany was a cast member, she had the most cringe moment in, in Rony history was w- how she acted towards Bethany. She went yeah. like, I don't know if you remember, like she like melted down. Yeah. And and just couldn't dynamic anymore. The
3: dynamics were off. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like Heather? I liked the early days. I liked her storyline with her son, that oh, was yeah. very yeah. humanizing. Yeah. Um, and she felt like real, you know, it was a, f- a good pick, I think, in the, you know, she did, had her Diddy fashion connections. Like, she was a real, like, wheeler and dealer, right. which was fun. Yeah. Um, I, the
2: Sonya toaster oven stuff is iconic. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, like, yeah. photo
3: shoot. Um, okay. Another honorable mention is, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty.
2: So, that's an honorable mention for good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, it's just like insane, though. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Kristen Takeman is that yeah. her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that one is very memorable.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other honorable?
2: No, just I said the Heather one, and then I said Mirror Mirror on the wall. Okay. Um. So you want to do top five?
3: Sure. I just have one honorable mention okay. specific to us. Is get the pinot ready because it's turtle time.
2: Now, what would make you think that one should be <laughs> shouted out?
3: Um, cause I like pinot and our podcast is called turtle time. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is great. And, um, yeah, I, I think it was interesting that Ramona said the words turtle time at one point in the past. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like who would have thought? Yeah. That's interesting.
3: Um, I have, I'll, I'll post, um, maybe I'll post uh, on Patreon the full list because I have like 10 honorable mentions. It's just every single one that made me have a little chuckle. Yeah. So maybe I'll post that.
2: Okay. You want to get into our top five non-honorables just full blown? Yeah. Okay.
3: This is like scary. I feel very vulnerable. Me too. But (laughs) in full honesty, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. But then I highlighted five. So... I'll stick to the five that I chose out of my top 13, but I'm conflicted about if they're my true favorites of my favorites. Yeah. And I'm
2: just <laughs> sticking with mine. They're they're captured in amber for all time. These okay. are my top five. Um, my first top five is, if you're going to talk about me behind my back, at least <laughs> check out my great ass. <laughs> So that was in my honorable mentions. So I love Carol. I love Carol. I think she's one of the best housewives of all time. She's so cool and fun. I like that for some reason, she decided to talk about her great ass as her tagline. Great ass. You got a great ass. I like that she just went for it. She is identifying that she has a great ass. (laughs) No, not a lot of housewives talked about their ass. Yeah. And it it seems sort of out of character for Carol. Her derriere. Yeah. So it's fun to hear her talk about it. If you're going to talk about me behind my back, at least check out my great ass. It it sounded uncharacteristic and I liked it. I think it's fun. But it's definitely because it's Carol saying it. Right.
3: It does make you start to be like, does she have a great ass? Yeah, you have to think about and it. And then I think people agree that she does.
2: Yeah, I think they comment <laughs> on Carol's body a lot the first couple yeah. of seasons. Like They really like Carol's body. My main memory
3: about her body is that she doesn't weigh enough to give blood.
2: Yes, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. And do you remember her treacherous stairs in her apartment?
3: Yeah. Whew,
2: those were scary her going down them. Yeah. And she'd have kids over. And I was like, don't let those kids go up those stairs.
3: But they're pretty.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's yours? Okay. Oh,
3: my gosh. Okay. So this was really hard uh, to choose out of the f- this person's. But I decided to choose. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm sticking to it. I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's when I'm thinking about all timers, that's top five for me, but I restricted myself to only one from this particular housewife, which we'll just name it. That was Lisa Vanderpump. So she says crazy. What was the
3: tagline again? I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches. Yeah,
2: it's perfect. I mean, it's it's related to Lisa. We know she's passionate about dogs. You gotta love... (laughs) That, you know, they call female dogs bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and it's perfect for Lisa. That's yeah. a great tagline. Her
3: top ones are the best of all time. Yeah, so
2: I've, I've got one in here, just okay. so you know. Great. Um, should I do it now? Yeah, sure. I mean, right. It's like we're talking about it. I think this is my favorite, but I'm just going to do it now because we're on a Lisa zone but this this is my favorite tagline and i think it's the one i when i heard it when like megan would be watching um (laughs) beverly hills i was like oh that's really interesting (laughs) like there is something interesting about that it's throw me to the wolves and i shall return leading the pack
3: it's amazing
2: it's it gives me chills throw me to the wolves if the imagery of that is so wild uh, imagine throwing lisa to the wolves you're like lisa go out into the woods you have to live on your own and you're gonna have to create a society with the wolves that are out there
3: in that uh, valley underneath her the the vista yes. at villa rosa
2: yeah or like the beauty and the beast uh, woods when they're going up to the beast's house and it's like that horrible dark woods with wolves You throw Lisa out there. You left her to die with the wolves. She will return. And I love it says, I shall return. I shall return. Talk about poetic, literary, beautiful. She's
3: serving hero's journey Yes. in this.
2: Yes. Throw me to the wolves and I shall return. I shall return. Like you thought (laughs) I was dead out there. I'm coming back. Six months later, I'm coming back, and I'm leading the pack. She comes back to Villa Rosa. She's got six wolves. She's the alpha leading yeah. them back. I think that is so Ugh, amazing.
3: It's really good. Yeah. I really... You're making me wish that, that I chose that one because it is better. Oh,
2: but, no, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm glad we <laughs> but talked But the thing
3: is that they run the, gam- the gambit. So, like, that one is so amazing. But then, this isn't... I'm just, like, tangent. We are just on, talking about the Lisa ones now. But I, like... The one, um, life is a sexy little dance, and I like to take the lead, which I assume that was while she was on Dancing with the Stars, yes. which is fucking great.
2: Yeah, totally. And what I learned... <laughs> well, it's so good. What I learned from this is by far, Lisa has three or four iconic taglines, and I didn't yeah. want to do too many Lisas. Yeah. Hers are poetic, yep. well-written, literary, fun, full of puns. They almost are the quintessential tagline. They're perfect, tagline. totally. Then I realized... Bethany's are not iconic at all, Mm -hmm. which is surprising because I would feel like Bethany is also a wordsmith with words. She would be poetic. You think she's... I I don't know. I just thought Bethany would be in competition with Lisa for some reason. Hers are stinkers.
3: Pretty bad. I liked there was one that was like, when life gives me lemons, I make margaritas, which was a good (laughs) count.
2: When life gives me limes? (laughs) If, if she did lemons, then uh, I, I rest my case. When life hands me nine lemons, I make margaritas out of them. I mean, she had to reference I mean, it margarita. was
3: like for the comeback after she sold, you know, the yes. margarita. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure that. you're
2: right. I'm sure you're well, right. Well, it was something like when that. When life hands me a bunch of limes, which no one ever has <laughs> said, I make a margarita. I don't know, but doesn't that, I think, I feel like that just adds more fodder to the case where... Bethany's yeah. When
3: life gives me limes, I make margaritas. When life
2: gives me limes,
3: (laughs) all right. Maybe that gets demoted. I just liked (laughs) that you're like at the very least you're like after that was a big news story. You'd be like, she makes margaritas. I get it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's fun to reference margaritas, but she really had to. I mean, the phrase is when life hands you lemons.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she. Yeah, totally. And
2: also, I mean, Shannon (laughs) did that, but I guess. Bethany was before. Anyway, I just, I learned Bethany doesn't have as many iconic as I I thought. Yeah.
3: And as we've discussed with LVP, life isn't all Diamonds and Rosé, but it should be literally the sanctioned Bravo book they call Diamonds and Rosé.
2: You know what was shocking is that Lisa didn't agree to appear in that book. Oh. Most of the heavy hitters, like I think Nini from each franchise, once they found out that like someone wasn't doing it, like Lisa, Bethany, they all just didn't be a part of that book. It was kind of awful. Yeah. They left Lisa's voice out. They left Bethany's voice out. They left Nini's voice out. Boo, <sighs> bad. Yeah. All right, who did last? Did I um, just did one? Right? Yeah. I did my leading the pack.
3: Yeah. This one is not particularly clever, but it feels, um, canon to me.
2: Okay, go for it.
3: I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses.
2: <sighs> yes, and <laughs> that Nini. was Nini's. Yeah. Okay. Good. I just like it. Yeah, I I love it too. NeNe was who I was looking for for iconic catchphrases, and so I have a NeNe as well. Okay, Um, For me, NeNe, Bethany, and Lisa were who I was looking towards for having iconic uh, taglines. So my favorite NeNe is, Why be so nasty and so (laughs) rude when I can be so fierce and so successful? So first of all, (laughs) I love that because it's a reference to when I forget who called her so nasty and so rude at the... (laughs) Reunion, and she says, "So nasty, it's so rude."
3: I use that GIF all the time because I'm a million years old. Yeah, I so, still use GIFs,
2: and it's just it was it's just it was so amazing. I love how she said, "So nasty and so rude." I love that it tied into how she was treated in the reunion, and I think it's iconic. I mean, it's so, so funny,
3: fun. yeah.
2: Um, oh, my last two just so you know i burned my best two because of the order we're going in. <laughs> so my last two are actually like kind of late not now, as good yeah.
3: i mean i'm trying to decide if <sighs> okay <laughs> this one is like out of left field and it's just i think it's fucking funny
2: <laughs> that describes the one i'm gonna do is my finale i wonder if it's the same one you you, you go okay.
3: <laughs> call animal control because there's a cougar on the loose in the oc
2: <laughs> oh I love that one and that was so much better. And I swear I didn't even see any of Kelly's taglines. I don't know what I was thinking. I love the way she says that. There's Cougar on the loose. It's like she's never said those words before and she's saying it for the first time. What was the start of it again? It's call animal control. It starts with an amazing what's that called setup. Yeah. Call animal It's like, okay, I've got him on the phone, Kelly. What do you what do you want to say? And then they she says there's a
3: cougar on the loose in the O.C.
2: Yeah. And the way she says it is, is amazing. <laughs> that's a great one. Wow. I wish I would have, man, that's a good tagline. Makes Kelly me brought
3: laugh it. so hard. Yeah, I awesome. uh, read my, my top picks to Jimmy this morning. And when I did cougar on the loose, he was like, Oh, that one for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he like loves that it, one.
2: It, it is. It's very good. Okay. I'm going to do mine. It's not as iconic as Lisa or Nini, but it's one of my favorites. It has a poetic bent to it, which I think are my favorites. Um, the phoenix has risen, <gasps> yes. and I'm saying, bye, ashes. I love it. Did you did you put it on your top five?
3: Uh, I think I gave it honorable mention. Okay, good. Because that is a reference to when she said, when Kenya, yes. or she said to Kenya, bye, ashy. Bye,
2: ashy. Um, <laughs> to Kenya. She says, she calls her ashy. She says it a lot. So then her second season, she references it, and I like that they... They reference a phoenix, which mm-hmm. rises from the ashes, and she doesn't doesn't say by ashy. She says the phoenix has ri- this phoenix has risen, and I'm saying by ashes. I it's think really that's good, powerful, totally.
3: I wrote that down somewhere. I really like that okay, one. Good. Um, it's funny too. Yeah, because the by ashy is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're probably not gonna like this one.
2: Heather DeBro, <laughs> Tamara. oh my god,
3: I'm pint-sized, baptized, and highly prized. Come on.
2: I feel like that's the number one. <laughs> Wasn't it like really top 10 on that real tagline? It has real a tag great ring Com- to it. I'm pint-sized. <laughs>
3: baptized.
2: Baptized. And highly
3: prized. And
2: highly prized.
3: Highly prized is an insane thing to say. I don't even know what that means, but I just like how it feels on the ear.
2: Yeah, well, they were searching for what rhymes with baptized, but <laughs> this is the season after she got baptized, so she's pint-sized, Okay. I'll take that. She's <laughs> baptized. We just knew that she got <laughs> baptized last season. And she's highly prized. They're like, mm, yeah, Tamara's highly prized. I, I think, like the three. Yes. I think that's very fun. and But that would have been nowhere near my top five. But I'm I glad like you a referenced lot. it.
3: She also, I wrote down, there's another one that's like a rule of threes for her that I was between. That is... These days, faith, family, and fitness are the only Fs I give. Oh, what? which is nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because it gives it paints a whole picture, you know. Instead of fucks. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> I didn't choose any Tamras um, except that bad one that I said. Okay, my last one, I'm I'm okay with. It's it, it's not my favorite. I already said Lisa's is my favorite, but this one I think deserves to be in the pantheon of good taglines. It's. Sometimes Sonia has to go commando. What can I say? And it just, it's a non sequitur. Uh, I don't remember. I guess Sonia had a commando era. I think when she was, where, when she was, she had that party in her like wine cellar or whatever. Yeah. And they they were like, this is the worst party. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just like the, what can I say? Yeah. It's like, what can, what else can I do? And that's I always that. go commando. Yeah. Do you like that yeah, one? I do. Okay, good.
3: Um, I also liked the one that was like, if being Sonia is wrong, why does it feel so right? Yes, It's like, why is being Sonia wrong? <laughs> yeah, why'd you say that?
2: Yeah, Sonia has some great
3: words. There's so many where you're like, what do you mean? Right. Like,
2: yeah. we will <laughs> be about? like,
3: if such and such is a truth, then this then... and this is whatever. And you're like, who said
2: that? Yeah, I didn't accept that as truth.
3: <laughs> it's like the Atlanta, who said that? Right, right, who right. Who said that?
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and this one, again, I feel like I already, we kind of like, in the teas, talked about some of these, but I do like, despite her being our enemy, I'm an acquired taste. You don't like me? Acquire some taste.
2: No, I love that one. I love that turn of phrase. I think it's so fun. And people do say, I get the pretense of that. Yeah. Ramona is an acquired taste. Totally. I acquired taste and (laughs) I love Ramona. Yeah. I know we're in a legal battle now (laughs) for the rights to turtle time, but that's a great one. Is that your final five?
3: Yeah, and she also, the other tongue twister that she has that I put next to it is age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like hers are, it's almost like a riddle.
2: Yes. Yeah, hers (laughs) require some thinking. And I will say, I got to give it to you, the the, get me a pinot grigio because it's turtle time. (laughs) That one was just, it's like referencing her two most iconic moments and it barely... Makes sense, but it is a perfect uh, tagline. I just didn't want to ever reference (laughs) the fact that we knew that the words turtle time existed before our podcast, but it's totally, you got to give her credit for that.
3: Yeah. Um, And I know we were trying to remember what the Shannon one was, and I wrote it down. It's I've closed the old B door and opened a new one. Why did I not say that one?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I talked about that being my favorite. Can you say it again?
3: I've closed the old B door. And opened a new one. I've closed
2: the old B because her last name was Bedor, <laughs> Yeah. And I've opened a new one. It's yeah. perfect.
3: She also has a different one that I didn't. Yeah. Like the, this storms is going to be okay. Yeah. Like, something Whether about her storm, last batten
2: name. down the hatches because Shannon. Well, yeah. It's like
3: this storm is it's, coming through or yeah. something like that. I like
2: that. She has a lot of plays on her last name. Not a lot of them. Totally. Do How come Tamara has never said I'm the judge, jury and executioner or something? There might've been one. No. I don't know. I
3: don't know. I wrote down one. I know you hate Lisa Rinna, but <gasps> she said, honorable mention for me, in the game of life, it's Rinna take all.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> give you that on. one. Rinna and winner. That's pretty good. She has one about her lips, too, that I didn't
3: There's like. There's like so many about lips. I skipped all of those.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't name any good Erica ones. No. We didn't name any good Bethany ones. That's wild. Yeah. Except I gave her a dud of the week. Yeah. <laughs> with New York City as my playground. Who else? Well, we got to get out of the tagline era, but... <laughs> yeah. It, um, Lisa, I mean, Lisa, you have to say is the best. We both had totally. her on top, top five. Um, both of hers are just far and away, I think, what you think of when you think of a, a very good tagline or a catchy tagline. Yeah. But then you don't realize how many flops there are.
3: Totally. Um. Can I quickly read some of these freak show ones I have at the bottom? The answer is yes. <laughs> okay. One is Phaedra that just made me laugh. Only God can judge me, and he seems quite impressed. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's really sweet. Nini. I'm the glue for my wig and my family. Yeah. You're the glue for your wig? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Nini <laughs> is the glue for her wig. And for her family. Nini's were slightly (laughs) less iconic than I thought. You know what I wanted to include was Kenya's um, Mm -hmm. Don't come for me unless I send for you. Uh But I realized that's not a tagline. That was something she she just said. said And then she had to change it and make it more iconic, which is Don't come for me unless I twirl for you. Right. Which I don't think makes as much sense.
3: And then Candy had one that was like Don't check for me unless you've got a check for me oh i like that one i actually like candies this season <laughs> well she's or a last wordsmith season. yes
2: i like um i never miss a beat or a yeah. bag yeah that one's kind of fun too
3: <laughs> i may be small oh yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that one but we had already referenced <laughs> yeah. it right but my um, empire keeps growing yeah. okay wait um i grew up a carny kid play games with me and you're gonna pay <laughs>
2: Who the hell grew up as a carny kid?
3: Leanne Lock in Dallas. Oh, okay. I haven't watched Dallas. That's like the most stunning detail of like almost any housewife is that we have one that was a carny. Does
2: she talk about
3: being a carny? A lot.
2: Does she talk about, was she the person in the dunk tape?
3: <laughs> she was like a child, like running feral at, and her parents were carnies. So I would say that's a reason to watch what? Um, <laughs> did she say what games was she doing any of
2: that like was she the one who's putting vaseline on the cup so that the ball doesn't go in yeah and stuff? like
3: the like goldfish <laughs> in the jars and all that <laughs> wow
2: Carney kid i said i should watch dallas just for the Carney kid it's uh, pretty wild okay.
3: um i just want to know how you feel about because i feel like this one has seen the new york uh federal court um the only thing i'm guilty of is being Shamizine.
2: whose was that <laughs> jen shaw really
3: she the says the only thing i'm guilty of is being shaw amazing
2: okay so i only watched the first season of salt lake city so i know i have to watch the second season she's saying shaw amazing like her last name yeah and was it because there were starting to be yeah whispers of it was after le-
3: the feds i think it was it was after she was arrested but before she was convicted okay so she denied it until her dying day, until the very end. And then she admitted it and was convicted.
2: And shaw is a play on her last name? Yeah. Okay, wow. Do I need to... I, I have to watch Salt Lake City at some point, right?
3: I think it kind of grew on me. Okay. It took me a while, but it definitely got more interesting. Um, I
2: just got the vibes that they, they've been raised on Housewives, so they know what totally. works. And no, it's, that's
3: annoying. Yeah. Um, but it gets a little better um and this one was also salt lake um whitney rose said this rose isn't scared to handle a little prick
2: this rose (laughs) her isn't scared to handle you'd think a prick from a rose right yeah but it's like she's being pricked by the rose
3: but like to me i my brain is like does she mean a dick
2: (laughs) (laughs) but can you say it again
3: (laughs) this rose isn't scared to handle a little prick (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, the, and she's on salt lake city she's married does she have a does she have a, a horny lifestyle with yes. her husband oh okay then it is <laughs> do you think she? that's the first but that's like, so
3: weird to call it a little prick
2: <laughs> yeah i mean do you think it has to be a reference to his penis it must be right i'm a rose because it's
3: handle yeah, you know
2: handle a little prick i'm surprised bravo would
3: otherwise it would be like this Rose can take a little prick or something. But it's right. like handle a little prick.
2: Yeah. Okay. And She's pretty sexually horny, <laughs> horny with her for husband. for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I would say it's definitely She was his... on Girl's Trip, okay. uh, the Thailand one. Oh, yeah. I only watched three episodes of that because I started <laughs> to think it was bad.
3: Yeah. Okay. And then the last one, these were, I just did three Salt Lake in a row. Mary Cosby, if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. <laughs> <All right. That laughs> Which was... I didn't know Jesus did that.
2: Yeah, if you yeah, I mean, I don't wanna be blasphemous, but yeah, I think that works. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no further comment. That is interesting. She's really religious, right?
3: Yeah, she's like a cult leader basically.
2: Whoa. She was doing sort of nefarious mm-hmm. stuff with her congregation, right? Totally. When I, I think I think this is unit uh, unanimously accepted, but you don't wanna to go to church. Where you find out your pastor is rich as hell, <laughs> right? Who would
3: want it's that? It's like the righteous gemstones. Yeah,
2: I would never. <laughs> I, I think that's not blasphemous to say. If no. I was, you know, if I was religious, I would not want to see my pastor pull a up in a man
3: f- of the cloth.
2: Yeah, I want a, I want a poor, <laughs> poor pastor.
3: Totally. Right, middle. He class. should be wearing like a potato sack.
2: Yeah, a potato <laughs> sack. No, I, I don't mind if. This, he, they are wearing full clothes that, are, that anyone could approximate as clothes, but I don't want them rich as hell. You
3: don't want your pastor to be like, I have a taste for luxury and luxury has a taste for me.
2: Whose tagline was that? So, yeah.
3: That was in my backup top. <laughs> That's
2: good. Yeah. I do not want the pastor of my hypothetical <laughs> congregation to be rich as hell and say a quote like that. Yeah. Never. I don't know, but if that's offensive, you let me know. I mean, Offensive you, to who? That's I don't know, maybe people want their pastors to be rich. Because it means they're, I don't know, successful in doing Pastors
3: good. are getting canceled left and right for doing shit like that. So. All right,
2: well, yeah, and I haven't been to church in a while. Maybe they do stuff differently now. <laughs> Should we
3: start going to church?
2: Yeah, would you want to? That <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, let's do church. Okay. okay, are you ready to talk about... I think we should, because it's mm-hmm. an hour and a half in. This is mm-hmm. when we really start to get going. An hour and a half in. I think we should talk about a very, in my opinion, sort of boring, bad, flop episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> it's episode four, and I forget the title, but it was another very bad title. What was you it called?
3: Can't <laughs> you can't DB serious. You can't
2: DB Serious. You so the phrase that people know is you can't be serious. Yeah, and then the fact that they talked about IMDb yeah. so much, it's.
3: And I was also like, is it dubro
2: Ooh, but right. It's but one what, name. So. Yeah, and you'd never, you wouldn't do DB as an acronym for Dubrow, but they probably were thinking I
3: am DB. I am Dubrow.
2: Oh, they should have said that. <laughs> I was thinking it just made me think that the writers are definitely on strike. Someone said, <laughs> so, someone said, I think that. The writer strike coincided with when writers were coming in to do taglines and <laughs> titles naming, so they're all in strike now, and that's why someone at Bravo they like gave that to someone, and we they cut are,
3: it closed.
2: I couldn't believe that they had another title that was as almost as bad. Um, so, Insane. how did, generally? How did you feel? Just you know, starting. Yeah, this it conversation? was pretty boring. Oh, man. I thought
3: that the last ones at first were boring, but I think this one was worse.
2: Yeah, I. Well, so I didn't like the first three. I like talking about them with you, and when we when we put them all together, there was a they lot of a fun yeah. moments. But I have never ever seen more time <laughs> spent to getting ready for a trip and buying clothes for the trip yeah. than this.
3: I know they couldn't just all go to one store; it had to be two competing cowboy stores. No, scenes. and it wasn't. It wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't
2: even that. It, it was not even limited to those two scenes. It, Heather then tries on more clothes. <laughs> Shannon home. tries tries on a, a mask bandit <laughs> thing I, I i eddie gives camera clothes yeah. boots. it's
3: like what the hell yeah. We had to
2: watch almost 30 minutes
3: gina's of- like digging around in her shithole closet
2: <laughs> what so what was going on they were starved for content that they couldn't make that just quick two scenes yeah and also I, I said i don't know if you listen to my tiktok but the fact that they had ryan um tamra's son available to help shop for western clothes and they don't even (laughs) allude to the fact that he had just dressed up like a full-blown western missed opportunity
3: i didn't even think of that
2: oh really yeah but i mean it was the episode before totally and then they don't even reference the fact that he dresses like a cowboy now
3: right i bet he's the one that told them to go to those stores
2: so you agree with me that it was a little too much time spent trying on hats trying on um chaps
3: Yeah, especially because where they're going is essentially a luxury resort, and it's unnecessary.
2: I just, just, by the time they got to the fifth scene where Heather's like, where are my boots? I was like, (laughs) damn, how many scenes are going to be referencing this Montana trip? Get to Montana. Yeah,
3: they don't get there forever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you thought this was a flop?
3: Pretty much. I Um, only
2: liked, we'll talk about it, but there were two scenes that sparked my interest, but... Two scenes out of 20. Yeah. That's a bad ratio. Yeah. Like, goddamn. People are saying this is a breath of fresh air, and they (laughs) love that this drama is more, is less dark and more playful, and they say it's quintessential OC. Hmm. And I don't concur with that opinion. It's just not good or fun.
3: Yeah. It's kind of just, like, low energy. Yeah. Um, All right. As a casting director... Is that Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would consider myself that. Uh, do you think Annabelle has what it takes? Emily's daughter?
2: Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. So the first scene, <laughs> Annabelle is being taken to Los Angeles. Yeah. Where we live. <laughs> That's right. She goes to an agency. I think it's called a very, very nondescript LA model agency. Something really like kind that. Of a, yeah. Kind of a b- bad name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Annabelle gets in there and she sort of knocks their socks off. She is giving Christmas Day. She's giving clean your room.
3: Yeah. She's giving
2: hair flip. Um, and I thought, well, first of all, I was like, could you imagine if Emily gets the call next episode and they're like, I'm so sorry. Annabelle didn't have what it takes to be on our modeling roster. Yeah. That, after cameras showing up, after yeah. her doing all that stuff. Um, yeah, she definitely got what it takes. I mean, I think you just want a vibrant personality yeah. and you want someone who has range and Annabelle really showed that.
3: Yeah. She doesn't seem scared no, of adults. She's good. I was thinking of, cause they were talking about before they got there, what she should do if they shake her hand and they did shake her hand. And I was like, do you remember the first time? Like, would you shake a child's hand? Is that what you, is that's.
2: Yeah. I mean. Funny enough, you ask, <laughs> yes, every child I meet, I shake their hands. <laughs> Who, wait, did she, oh, wait, did him, Emily told Annabelle to shake, remember to shake their hands?
3: Yeah, she said they kind of did a like mock, like, what are you going to do? Um, like, are you going to say thank you or like, good to meet you or whatever? And she said something about shaking their hands. And then when she met these adults, yeah, they shook her hand. I think
2: it's, it's definitely better than a hug. Right. <laughs> that would be
3: weird.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't. I didn't need this scene. I mean, I'm glad Annabelle's on an acting journey. I definitely think she should be cast yeah. a lot of stuff. They said they ended up saying it's more. This is kind of interesting. They were like, it's more really about the parents at this age. Totally, if you can get them anywhere, if you can pick up the phone call, because they were right. Casting directors want answers immediately. Mm-hmm. I I'm casting something right now, and if an agent takes more than an hour, I'm already thinking about how to just go to the next totally. person. Like you want instant communication. Yeah. So, that was true, Yeah, what they said.
3: I, so, is it implied that now Emily is fully a mom? She's not working anymore because Shane is working?
2: I think Emily now accrues enough income from the show. She's on her, what, is she, is she on her third season or fourth season? Maybe more. Four? Four. Must be. So, she's doing good. Shane's also ripping, yeah. making money. So I think she's probably getting deals, you know, so I think her income is good enough to where she doesn't have to work as hard. And I think she is focused more on the kids and also the show making the show her focus. Definitely. Because we're not we're not hearing anything about her lawyer journey. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She had one. One of her taglines was about. Judge Jury. Something. Oh, what? There was, like, a legal one for her that was fun, but I don't remember. Also,
2: Annabelle, like, the way Annabelle was very interested in plays and seems very performative and, like, upbeat and, like, has an interest for this, it kind of dispels the, like, stage mom myth, because I don't think of Emily at all as, like, pushing Annabelle towards this life. It seems like Annabelle naturally is just charismatic, fun, loves the play, you know, like, acting or whatever. So that was, like, kind of cool. It's, like, to see a legitimate kid who's interested in the arts and wasn't just forced by their parents to like pursue this totally
3: yeah i mean yeah she seems like she enjoys it um so yeah then there's like 500 hours of them shopping um
2: oh (laughs) man and it's just it's i don't know what they what the enjoyment of do they think it's just the dichotomy of the oc and them wearing cowboy hats is just so powerful that you can't deny it like it's gonna be so fun to see them putting on boots and
3: i guess i did like when um shannon walked into the store and she's like oh wow this place is like funky and then she said that she wants to wear osh kosh be
2: gosh yeah i liked that And gina (laughs) says do they even make that anymore sort of mean yeah (laughs) um what yeah so what did you write down here i wrote that shannon came out in overalls which i kind of (laughs) liked right yeah just kind of fun, <laughs> and then I think they they realize they go to two different stores. They go to yeah. Landers Western Shop, and they go to Boot Barn. Yeah. And I was like, like you said, why the hell couldn't you guys all shop together? But it's because they had to talk about the drama in two separate spots. Mm-hmm. They so they had to talk about the Shannon and, and Tamra yeah. drama. That's why Shannon goes with Emily and Gina, and then Jen went with uh, Heather and Tam Tamra. Tamra yeah. Right, and then. Gina continues her journey of thinking Jen is a cheating piece <laughs> of shit that she doesn't want to be near. And then every time you see Jen, Jen is just a nice, normal, sweet person yeah. who should not have to explain anymore the timeline of her relationship. Did you watch um, Watch What Happens Live after? Yes. Even S.E. Cup was like enough. Of yeah, she Jen. was like, I don't give a shit. It, just like us. It's not my business. I yeah. sort of was maybe feeling bad that we didn't care about the infidelity of a cast member, but... but I mean, there's more (laughs) proof that people are over this Yeah, it uh,
3: it doesn't matter. Like, she's on good terms with her ex-husband, so who cares? And I feel
2: like Gina, um, this is the episode where she finally drops it, but it takes her a few more flops of talking about it before she, like, fully gives up.
3: Which, it's crazy that they, during this, they just insert as, and basically, a... It's not never before seen, but it's an unused scene of her talking to her ex about dropping her felony charges against him. And I'm like, why the fuck aren't we talking about this? I
2: I have a huge star next to that. And I wanted to ask you. So I, like Gina scenes, I just turn off my brain because <laughs> I just can't, I barely can watch Gina in uh, scenes. Yeah. But when, but she did have wild, uh, like, didn't her ex-husband, like, pull her by the hair and
3: it was drag her out of the false. house yeah like they got in a fight and then like a she, domestic abuse yeah like charge. she left and then came home and he like broke the door down like there was a whole thing
2: and now it's it's all about dropping that charge right and trying to get the felony reduced so that he can see the, the kids yeah. but i don't feel like we're taking enough time with that story which seems very i i want to know how did gina and matt come to this This decision, where they got fully over that horrific event, in there, well, it was
3: always a little weird. I feel obviously this is like a touchy, yeah, area. So I don't, yeah, but it always it happened in kind of an odd way in that she had already forgiven him, or it wasn't that she was like in fear for her life or something like that, and needed a restraining order. It was like a, again, I'm not defending him at all. I'm just saying the way it unfolded happened kind of in slow motion where they had worked it out between themselves, but she decided to still press charges as just to have it on the record and for him to have to deal with what he did, Yeah, which is, you know, obviously like totally her prerogative to do so. Um, But they were still on good terms after that. But it sounds like now they've realized that it is hurting the family at large in that he can't, when you're a felon, there's yeah. a lot of stuff you can't do. Yeah. Um, and, he,
2: and he can't, like, can't see the kids as much as he would like to Yeah, as well.
3: and, like, I think he, like, can't get a loan and, like, so can't regrets, get a job. She regrets. Um, which pressing. I'm not saying she shouldn't have done it, but now she's trying to undo it. Yeah. Because she's realizing that um, he can't support the family as much as he would want to because we persecute felons
2: yes but then the but then the fact that that's just like a black and white flashback scene that i know i'm like that's like a
3: huge interesting thing
2: but uh, yeah but but i just don't buy that gina is so um horrified by jen's infidelity story it just seems like this is the the little piece of drama that she wants to bring with her everywhere she keeps bringing it up i'm so sick of it yeah me too it's flopping hard yeah um Um,
3: they bring up Jen, Heather, and Tamara are talking about Ryan, and they bring up that he's a playboy and a cheater, historically. Yeah, so this was
2: interesting. Yeah, that was kind of shocking. Yeah, Jen, I was like, I was (laughs) team Ryan. I was like, which, you know, I, I haven't like fully switched, but... She admits that Ryan has cheated in every single relationship (laughs) he's been in in his entire life.
3: Yeah, that's, like, kind of scary.
2: I know. And this is... She's just trusting that this is the one that was, like, always meant to be. Yeah. But his track record is bad. Totally, And Heather, I think, and Tamara rightfully are skeptical of his... If he will cheat on her in the future. And I think... You know, anyone would be if you heard that he had cheated in every single relationship. Mm -hmm. So this added a little more actual fuel to the fire of the Ryan and Jen dynamic. I was like, hey, (laughs) leave them alone. Totally. Okay, wait. Yeah. He's the biggest cheater in the world. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And then in the very next scene, he's like, let's elope in Vegas. And I was like, are you like Dirty John? Yeah. I don't get Dirty John vibes, but... Me neither. If you're like a cheater, 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 and then you finally get one of your girls to leave her husband, and then you want to marry her right away, it's maybe... It seems like she has a good grasp on, like, she's like, no, like, let's not.
2: And then they had an off time, I guess, in their relationship when they were just starting up and he went back and had sex with someone that he used to have sex with too. He had a little dalliance. Yeah.
3: Someone Tamra knows. Yeah. Um, When he was Theragunning her and they did a fake out, a classic, it was very Tamra and Eddie vibes. Did you
2: think they were making love?
3: (laughs) I knew it was going to be a fake out. Yeah.
2: Because the stuff they were saying wasn't, (laughs) it was very ambiguous. She
3: was like harder yeah. you know it's like very silly also with the, that couple i have no idea how old they are who jen and ryan
2: so jen yeah i don't want to guess but yeah i also they're <laughs> they're in just a, that
3: they have that look about them where you're like
2: they're in your their, age
3: range could be
2: they're in their 40s late early 40s
3: yeah but it's like
2: well it could be i just don't know yeah I me mean neither. either i got <laughs> very uh i i wrote i wrote very um horny vibes from that. Yeah, Like I was like, I think they do want the cameras to get out of the room so <laughs> they can have sex with yeah, each other. There's, he wanted
3: to take her in the shower. He said,
2: I think that that's the one time <laughs> where I legitimately believe that two people in the cameras went down. They just ran in the bathroom <laughs> and had sex. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. This was, this wasn't a very good scene though, besides him Thera gunning her. Right. No. I mean,
3: yeah. It was just kind of,
2: he just solidifies that this is the relationship he wants. It's even better than it was at the start. Mm -hmm. um yeah that was it
3: i think they're a good couple
2: yeah i I really like them and i I sensed their sexual chemistry i was proud of them
3: for sure um okay now we're in heather's closet
2: i know you love it oh yeah (laughs) i I was like how long can we talk about first of all it's heather and she's still getting ready for the montana trip so it's two of my favorite things
3: (laughs) yeah they um her and terry go into their son's room and it's like the weirdest teenage boy's room
2: I didn't want to be a hater cuz last week I was I was talking shit for some reason about her her family but that room was kind of odd. It's insane. What was up with it? What what well, made it jarring?
3: The thing is that I've noticed where cuz I don't know about you but my childhood home which my parents still live in is like very small. Yeah. It's just like a normal house and we've always lived there. So my childhood bedroom was very like built upon. Like it happened organically over the course of my childhood where it's like stickers on
2: the wall. The like, things you loved just, came in gradually. Some of
3: it is outdated and yeah. more childish because you're still there when you're yeah. older and it just kind of looks like a hodgepodge. The thing is with like rich people, yeah. when they move, they build a house from scratch Yes, and kids get to like design their room Fresh. So Nikki designed it. It's weird. He designed that well. I don't know, but it was giving like Heather's take on a teen boy. I
2: thought it was too rich for a kid's room. Right. Like kids are supposed to have sloppy, silly rooms. Like he (laughs) should have had a bunk bed or he (laughs) should have had a futon. Yeah. And he should have had blink 182 posters yeah. on the walls he should have had a guitar and he should have had a little pile of socks and underwear i know it would have been <laughs> too late but it looked like a rich yeah it looked exactly what you said heather's version of what a yeah. fun kid, but it didn't look fun at all it had he had a couple animal. silly
3: pillows like pineapples or something it was just one pineapple looking right at the camera when you walked in it was
2: kind of weird like the shining bear when you walked in but um, yeah, that was
3: like off-putting. It was strange. It looked like a 30-year-old man's yeah, it bedroom. Yeah, it
2: wasn't giving kid room. No. Well, I felt the same way, but I didn't want to talk to <laughs> Oh, also, the, uh, uh, Heather said that she doesn't wear jeans after the pandemic. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, what did she mean by that?
3: I was trying to figure that out, too. I assume that she meant that we all decided that jeans are uncomfortable, but she, what she wears is certainly not comfortable.
2: Yeah, she yeah. Okay. Okay. It was about comfort. That's
3: what... I think that was the conversation that was happening during COVID was that we're like yoga pants only. But then
2: she said free the denim. And did that mean like set it free, like throw it to the wolves? I guess. <laughs> free the denim. I, when you say free the denim, like like when you say like free the nipple, it's, right. you're showing it. Right. So, it,
3: the whole thing was confusing and... It would be one thing if, cause like for me, I mean, I'm wearing jeans right now, but me too. <laughs> when I am not going, um, anywhere where I need to be presentable nine times out of 10, I wear yoga pants. Um, yeah. and that was a COVID era transition where just like when I walk around the neighborhood or run errands, I'm pretty much always wearing yoga pants. Yeah. Um, and jeans are like the next echelon above that, but Heather Dubrow is so dressy all the time that I didn't know what she was saying.
2: Yeah. It was, it was like she was telling us that she is this, you know, laid back comfort person and just doesn't go a gel with her actual personality. That's I like, I yeah, no. I um, think.
3: I also wrote down that, um, cause we, me and Jimmy were talking about how they're so rich yeah. and it's like, I know you would make a lot of money having your own practice. Like you'd make a good amount of money, but they have like, money 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 yeah and so i assume because they've talked about how they've sold every house they've ever lived in and yeah. they just keep building upon that yeah um they sold this house that they're in this season that they built on the show they sold it for 55 million dollars oh, i thought it
2: was 20 million it was more
3: 55 55? i looked it up and then who's
2: buying that um millionaire like a chic <laughs> <laughs> who the hell 55 million so i i I've already said this, but their level of wealth is obscene. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, showing the
3: kids going to college on a private jet, I'm like, come on.
2: But, but, what were you going to say before I go Um, on my tangent? Just that
3: they bought a $14 million penthouse in Century City. They did. For their LA era.
2: Because, oh, so this is actually happening. I guess so. Whoa. Yeah. Why a penthouse?
3: Designed by Roberto Cavalli. Who's that? It's a designer. It's probably going to be really tacky.
2: Why a penthouse? I don't know. Because they're going to keep an OC property and they want to have LA be a little more. Yeah.
3: Like... I mean, maybe she's going to shoot something at Fox. It's right there.
2: Okay. Wait, she's going to start a new a pilot of a new show?
3: Maybe. And then Beverly Hills is right there where I assume he would be doing surgeries. Yes. So it's a good location for that.
2: So I sort of smelled a little bit of a flop era for Heather in this scene because okay. they flashbacked. Uh, to her taking the the children <laughs> to school in a private jet. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, housewives, if their kid goes to college, especially two. Yeah, they twins. Yes, two twins going to college in a private jet. I mean, I feel like we would have normally seen that on you know the full episode right. of that. I feel like the fact that they just cut that up and gave us two little pieces <laughs> of that meant that it wasn't as entertaining as right. one would be led to believe.
3: I feel like the new secrets revealed era, um, has made us so hyper aware of like unused footage. Right. You know? Yeah. Now when something's the black and white, I'm like, Oh yeah. Why didn't they use that? Yeah. But but <laughs>
2: traditionally though, don't you think, a, a cast members, kids going off to college that's usually on the show I'd yeah say if you're, especially if heather's like top three on oc right. i don't know i, I mean just, i would have
1: liked
3: to see it i did i thought it was actually sweet when she was like crying about them leaving yeah. and um terry was getting emotional and but then he makes a classic terry joke where she's like she's like i just want a new phase because i don't want to live the same life here without the kids i want something different in la and he goes and plus the restaurants are just so much better yes. which i do love that they have always been snobby about Orange County being kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, they're like, there's money to be made down here, and it's gorgeous, obviously, but it's like Bobo down here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. (laughs) Well, as a, you know, obviously, I'm a L.A. fan more than an O.C. fan, so the fact that he confirmed we have better (laughs) restaurants, I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I also, uh, he he put a pretty, uh, I'd say, somber note to the whole thing when he said, this is the beginning of the end of our lives. I was like, whoa, sad. That's sad to admit. Yeah. I mean, you know, once all of the children are gone out of the house, like it's the, the final era of their lives.
3: Yeah. I wonder they should have a spinoff, um, I mean, they've had other they shows. They have a spinoff? <laughs> I want a short, like, six-episode order of them moving into their L.A. penthouse.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would see that. A special episode. How, how many? Did you say six? Ter-
3: no, maybe three. Yeah. Terry and Heather take L.A. Yeah.
2: But I, I assumed that they are in L.A. Constantly. so much. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably just...
3: The spinoff should be on E, not Bravo. Okay.
2: Right, that's where it could Heather be like inter- in
3: the botched universe.
2: Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it was this was more like them talking about you know their children leaving. We yeah. didn't actually see the children leaving, um, but yeah, I don't know. That scene was okay. I mean,
3: yeah, it it was kind of sweet.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it was sweet.
3: Shannon and her daughters. Shannon, can you imagine Shannon being your mom? She's like the most like stressful woman.
2: Yeah. like the Um, most
3: like high key
2: yeah i mean i can't imagine a world like that something like that hypothetically existing and but yeah it must be uh yeah it must be interesting to have someone like that um but yeah it was she that this is where she puts on her uh masked uh yeah um,
3: yeah the lone ranger yeah
2: and her daughters just say i don't think that's the vibe mom right
3: there's no one way in hell they know about the lone ranger oh you don't think they didn't see... They don't know the original. They don't know the Army Hammer movie.
2: They don't <laughs> remember know... Remember
3: when we let, as a society, we let Johnny Depp play Tonto?
2: We were in a different... <laughs> like, yeah. I, I remember I was, what, 14 when that came out, and I just let it happen. I don't remember... You weren't that young. Oh, when did it come out?
3: You were, like, 25. <laughs> <laughs> I was.
2: I, I remember I was 12 years old when that movie came out, and I just let you that. You might
3: have been like 28.
2: <laughs> I was young as hell, just starting my life, and I let Johnny Depp portray uh, the Lone Ranger in the film. I can't believe that. I also get confused because he was also Rango, that lizard. Oh, right. Two Western Yeah, films, and right? and my
3: brain was like, Rango Unchained, no. Right, right, right. yeah.
2: Um, yeah, you're right. I don't think we should have let that happen, but I think that was probably one of the last um what's that called cultural appropriation, yeah,
3: or, and Army is just not hammering it's just not gonna happen for him
2: he's you don't think he can come back, no, okay,
3: I don't think he had enough star power in the first place, yeah, I didn't
2: think he was ever a good actor, no he's kind of he's boring,
3: yeah, good in social network
2: arm me hammer. <laughs> Armand hammer because he's from that family, right? It's
3: not Armand Hammer as in like deodorant and the, or detergent. It's the it's a different it's so confusing. I implore okay. you to look up the Wikipedia. Okay. It's Armand Hammer was a billionaire from something else. Oh, okay. Like, you know Okay. I don't remember what so it, it was. Like Railroad or whatever. A railroad But man Then made. he that man did buy Arm and Hammer. Because he liked the sound yeah. of that
2: name. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. All right. And then and then Army <laughs> Hammer is named after Armand, is yeah. that what he said? Armand Hammer, but not actually the deodorant. Right. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was rich as hell. Totally. What's he doing I mean, he's now? in the Caymans. Is he that's where he is now? Yeah. Is he escaping not prosecution, <laughs> right?
3: No, just being canceled, but his family like I think generally lived there anyways, obviously, for the
2: Yeah, tax. Money,
3: money. Yeah. Like The Firm, you know? Yeah. Did we already talk about The Firm?
2: Oh, never, <laughs> and I love The Firm so much. It's oh, what Tom Cruise discovers about that firm that he's working with. It's too good to be true. What were they doing? They were, well, oh, oh, they were securing. They were
3: killing their own lawyers. There per- was like a scam. But it was like
2: pr- to protect the money that was invested in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. That was John Grisham. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's fun. Gene Hackman's in it.
3: Yeah. Um I'm so sorry to do this. I need a certified.
2: I'm oh like, well, just for the listener, um Amy had already done a certified turtle piss and we weren't going to talk it about it because it was an hour ago. It was an hour ago, but we're going to do it now. This is going to be official and yeah, I'll probably take one too. All right, you're right, Amy. Thank you.
3: We're back. How was it? It was good. It was necessary. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we were talking about Lone Ranger, The Firm, uh, Shannon, Hammer. her daughters. Yes. Her now there daughters. wasn't much to that scene. No. If
2: I remember correctly. It was just that she was like, I'm going to put cameras on you when I go out of town. Right. No boys upstairs.
3: Um, Do you think they had boys? Probably. Um, remember when they like all the teens got COVID and she melted down?
2: Cause John's son, who she loves so much, <laughs> on that boat that one day, John's son brought COVID into the house, and right. Shannon has a, like a lung issue, like mm-hmm. something asthma. And, yeah, and so she was very scared of COVID. Which I I did think that's like I actually kind of liked the the COVID season, wow, because it was like a documentary on what we were all going through, but with people that we already know and like. So to see how they suffered through COVID, I know it's like. It was a brutal reminder. Right. But I watched it like two years after once we were out of the COVID era. And it was yeah. kind of interesting to go back to that mindset and just be like, God damn. That's what yeah. it was like. Like you were worried about people coming in the house with COVID. Groceries, toilet paper was gone. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm already like, that's already remarkable to me because I don't remember anything. I'm not a very, I don't have a good memory. So yeah. I'm already, I was already kind of like shocked by what COVID was like.
3: Right. I thought... <laughs> I thought it was funny um, on this season when Tamara was talking about all of the um, Jen and Ryan stuff, they kind of revealed that they were like, yeah, um, Ryan and Eddie went on a Mexico trip. Uh, it was, I think, April 2020. And like they were talking about like the gym. And I was like, how was your gym open? And how are you guys going to like on a plane in April 2020? Like what? Yeah. Like I think it was a different world down there.
2: Totally oh right because because march 2020 was right when everything like shut down
3: i'm like we like in la uh, you know generally we were fucked that the whole rest of that year (laughs) yeah
2: wasn't it was like march 15th or something right yeah okay
3: so crazy um okay so i think we kind of already talked about this it's like the packing montage um, yeah. Eddie, I was for a second, when Eddie brings Tamra those boots, he brings it, first of all, he presents it to her with very
2: low energy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really, really, what is going, going on, wondering, oh, wait, wait, was the Tamra and Taylor scene before this one, before the, the boots? Oh, did I just, like, not write that down? Well, I, no, no, it's okay. I just, I... <laughs> I guess not. this is the one scene that I thought had some juice here yeah um, it was when I, I th- I'm pretty sure it came in well I, I don't know unless I wrote it down did I write it down wrong uh, this would be the, I mean wouldn't be the first time I've wrote down bad notes Did you have the first Taylor and Tamara scene where they go over Heather's MGB I
3: wrote that later but
2: okay. all right well then but no, you're right Then let's just talk about it maybe it was
3: different on the TV versus the peacock
2: Okay. Well, yeah. If as long as you have in your notes, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have it coming next. Okay. All right. Yeah. So okay. So that scene. I'm sorry. So that scene happened first, where Eddie gives those Louis Vuitton boots, and he sort of just goes, "It's your." He, I don't want to do like you know I, I don't want to impersonate <laughs> him, but he's just kind of like, "It's your birthday here." Are the here's <laughs> he's the like present your I gave. Favorite guy. designer. And then she goes, "Oh, I didn't tell you to give me gifts, but obviously I'll take it." And yeah. then he goes, "Here they are." <laughs> They are boots. And she opens it and she goes, Louis Vuitton, my favorite. I can wear them on the trip. And he goes, no, no, no. It was...
3: I know for a second I was thinking because he was wearing all his cut fitness stuff. And I was like, I mean, those boots are probably... I don't know, $1,000 yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Cuff it has just closed. Why are you buying expensive gifts? But then I remember they have their cannabis business. Right. Which so is, they're probably popping on that.
2: Yeah, which is doing good. So I do think the Tamara and Taylor scene came before this because okay. we're going to get into the plane era. Yeah. Um, but so I, I enjoyed this scene just because it features IMDb very prominently, yeah. Which I'm a huge. Uh, I have IMDb Pro, not to brag. Nice. So, like, I am on IMDb a lot. I
3: have it in my. Um,
2: oh, like, go- really? Re- That's
3: your bottom four? Yeah, because I need to reference it quickly.
2: Whoa! <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen IMDb in someone's bottom four main apps. That's great. Which, I d- <laughs> what the hell was I talking about being in an IMDb? You are way more. Than I that.
3: always need to know.
2: That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then IMDb Pro, for those of you who don't know, is where you can search any actor in the world and it shows their management and agents and you can mm-hmm. easily just call like WME <laughs> or whatever. It just so, shows the representation for any actor, yeah. which before IMDb Pro, I don't know what the hell people did. Casting yeah. directors or, you know, production. Totally. Um, so what happens in this scene is Tamara orders a wonderful ribeye. Like yeah huge gigantic it's so stick. big and then taylor tells tamra she goes hey tamra just so you know i've had i have a little issue with uh, heather when i invited her to go on set with me uh you know for that part in the movie heather was really condescending to me yeah and she goes and then taylor reenacts what heather said which is like you're so cute when she brought it up which that is very patronizing. For sure. And normally when people are saying what people said, they sort of exaggerate or they're hyperbolic to make them look worse. Taylor was dead on. No, they played on. She, it back. And she did the voice perfectly. Yeah. You're so cute. Yeah. So then Taylor thought that Heather is dismissing her, like dismissing the project, thinking that this project is beneath her, which, I mean, fair concern. Like right. Nine times out of ten, I feel like that is Heather's attitude. Right. And then uh, they they say... Then Taylor is like, well actually, I offered her the part not really knowing what her like her credentials were, and when I showed production who I was going to offer the part to, which this part doesn't make any <laughs> sense. No. Taylor should not be casting people on her own <laughs> no. and then n- without the n- knowledge of production. Then she said that production said, "Oh, with that IMDb, we would have to have her audition <laughs> for the role." So then it's a slight against Heather, Right? Which, so Heather's Heather's right in this situation taylor's not going about this right, right at all but heather's attitude towards taylor it hits the exact same note as that malibu county mm-hmm. drama that happened where she feels like she should be so far above all of right. the other housewives in terms of acting
3: <laughs> i cannot watch those clips of everyone being like they called me too they called me too they called me too and heather being like uh it's for a different role like it's so cringe i can't
2: watch it yes exactly and they show that clip yeah. so so um yeah so taylor then goes so i've never really looked at her imdb let's open up imdb right now <laughs> so basically they had a you know an app on their phone they look it up and they were doing sort of They're what being we were so shady do. right but this is drama i can get behind i mean looking at someone's actual imdb and making fun of it that's rude They're like
3: one episode one episode one episode doing, like one
2: episode of jenny they were doing what we were saying last week one yeah. episode of of charlie's (laughs) in charge hot in
3: cleveland yeah
2: uh, malibu country or whatever like they are just talking shit yeah life's too short or whatever that one not life's too short um it's my life or whatever ran 22 episodes or whatever (laughs) so they're talking shit. Tamara's like she hasn't done anything since the 1990s yeah that's awful to say too i know
3: Um, i the second it started i was like you guys you're gonna get in trouble
2: this is bad (laughs) and it's the one thing that actually brings out heather's uh I'd say non performative uh, energy. Yeah. Like, like this anger. is actually something that Heather gets really totally. mad about. It she was, hasn't
3: been this mad since that uh Kelly they brought up uh, well that and then when um the lawsuit against Terry oh, got oh, brought up. Oh,
2: oh oh right. Yeah. That was um that yeah, I felt that was a little performative <laughs> when she was like cameras down and stuff. I thought that was a little Well fake. the
3: one when she's like was it she gets mad at Shannon for bringing it up and she's like that's not a threat it's a promise like i thought she was really pissed that time
2: yeah i mean that was yeah that was a strong threat but um that's <laughs> that struck me as performative too cuz it sounded like something a soap opera uh, actor would say okay um but she was legitimately mad at kelly when kelly threw the sea bomb at her and sure. when things get uh, pretty dicey for Heather. She does try to shut down production. She's done it yeah. twice, which I don't think that you should do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they go over. They are talking so much shit. Then we hear that Malibu country thing where Tamara goes, um, you know, I remember the Malibu country <laughs> thing. They show that clip. And then we find out that not only did Gretchen and what, Alexis? Yeah. Get offered the part, which is, this happened. Yeah. Gretchen got offered that part. Heather was so mad about it, but it's just, sorry, they were casting housewives on the yeah. show. Tamara admits, too, that she was also <laughs> asked to be on that. And she I don't think she ever brought that up.
3: I don't think so, yeah.
2: She just let that just be there because yeah. Heather was just so pissed or whatever. And then they showed that clip, which you're right. It makes Heather look so bad. Ugh. Mine was a different part. She yeah. Says, which is like, why can't you just admit they also got asked to do that role?
3: It's upsetting. I, I don't know why I have like a small little benefit of the doubt for her in that, not that she's better than anyone else, but that she takes her acting career seriously. And then for it to be mixed in with uh, housewife cameos, would be sad for you if you were trying to differentiate yourself as you know some of them are businesswomen, some of them are stay-at-home moms or whatever and like her thing is that she's an actress and then when it gets just muddled into being like yeah they would have any dumb bitch from any franchise yeah. do it like that's kind of sad
2: but not to give like lisa Renna any credit in the world ever but lisa <laughs> rena was also an actor and if you like on a bunch of stuff i'd uh, right, her credits are probably the, similar to Heather's. She was an actor yeah. before. I don't think she would ever be like, well, Kyle's an actor too, but whatever. <laughs> Hypothetically, another Beverly Hills cast member, she'd never treat them like that. She'd never yeah. be like, oh, I've been in all these things, so I can't imagine why Erica Jane was ever called right. to be like Erica Jane's on an actor. But if Erica yeah. Jane got asked to be on a show, Lisa Rinna would never lord over her her acting career. It's right. kind of, and they have, I, I would almost say, similar filmographies. Right, they're, they're not so different. Heather was not killing it right so yeah anyway there's something to think about
3: yeah it's just hard to watch when someone like clearly wants to hold themselves to a certain standard and it just gets like squashed and you're like oh this is like cringe i mean that's how
2: i feel with almost all heather scenes yeah they're cringe yeah her holier-than-thou attitude makes any f or thing that she, like, that makes her look lame. Any right. And she looks mm-hmm. lame, she you know she feels it so hard right? because she never lets herself look lame. there's such a facade, lame. yeah. Shannon can look lame all the time because <laughs> it's almost part of her brand. And it's so much, she's so much more fun for it.
3: Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. It's the uptightness is, like,
2: Yeah, it makes her, like, crazy so much harder. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So then I think, this, I don't know about our sequence or whatever, but I think now yeah. we're in no, the you getting were right. ready for I, the plane. I
3: just... It was lost in the sauce. So, I see uh, where I'm, it was now.
2: I'm so sorry. I never want to be right in instances like that, <laughs> but I just no, that my, was my favorite. That was my second favorite scene. Or so I, I had got to.
3: confused because the notes later about the movie because it comes back around. Yeah. So I was like, thought it was further, but I just want yeah. to
2: apologize now.
3: <laughs> you won this round. <laughs> so um, then they're getting
2: ready for this goddamn trip. Missoula.
3: Do you notice they have to go to? That was LAX. They went to. Yeah. What a pain in the ass. Oh,
2: well, instead of Burbank? Can't
3: go to freaking John Wayne. Oh. They're in oh Orange oh, County. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that.
2: <laughs> I, I thought we were in Los Angeles for a second. Yeah. they. I always oh, think about that. Rough.
3: They like, for all the big trips, have to go to LAX. And I'm oh. like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. So far away.
2: Oh, yeah. That's bad. Um, um, this stuff is really boring. I mean, if we want super to get through, Heather films them on the plane because production probably asked yeah. her to, and she gets nothing from any of the cast it's members. small plane. Yeah. Nothing's fun about it. Shannon's
3: um, like hooting and hollering about the takeoff. She can like never chill the fuck out. She's like, oh, boo.
2: Oh, I <laughs> identify with Shannon. That's me. I start to hold uh, Megan's hand whenever mm-hmm. we start to take off from planes. I am so scared of. I don't playing. like
3: takeoff, I don't like landings. Um
2: I am so happy for Landings. I'm like get me down on the ground.
3: They're usually better than I think they're going to be. I always think it's going to be so violent. Um, Some are. Yeah. My favorite um is Early Beverly Hills when um uh Kyle is in her Jewish era and she's holding the Zohar and she's just clutching oh. the like Jewish I don't know what the Zohar is. I don't know that much about Judaism, but yeah, yeah. I assume it's a holy book of some kind and she's just clutching it on the private jet
2: (laughs) so kyle how Kyle acts on planes is unfortunately how I act on planes. Okay.
3: Will you take a Zanny?
2: I know, no one will prescribe me any. Ugh. They're afraid I'm gonna become addicted to Zanny bars. <laughs> um, I do have a beta blocker now though. Okay. They don't work. Um, they they make your body physically calm, like calmer than it should be, but my brain is still going, I'm going to die back. right now. It's the worst of both worlds. It's like <laughs> and then my you're body,
3: freaking out about your body not working. Oh,
2: yeah, I can barely <laughs> take a beta blocker without also being scared of the effects <laughs> it'll have on my body. Anyway, that's that's sad. That's me for you. Um, um,
3: yeah, I gave my. I don't know if I should say this. Uh, if the the feds are going to come for me, but um, well, let,
2: let's just say if you're a federal <laughs> agent or a member of the FBI or law enforcement, do not listen to if you're the DEA. The, do not listen to off. the next thirty seconds. Right? <laughs> yeah. Can we just say that and then and then tune back in in thirty seconds?
3: I um, have emergency Zannies that I stole from Jimmy's prescription. I'm just like putting him on blast right now. Um, as a Zanny Bar user, <laughs> he doesn't even take them as the thing. So no. they're just a stash for emergencies. I would like that too. Why right? can't I just
2: have a stash of Zannies? Yeah,
3: it's nice for. I've only I only take them when I'm in like a true deep panic, like in a, <laughs> it, you know, I took them during like one of our cat's like medical emergencies oh, yeah. where I was having like a full mental breakdown. Um, but otherwise, I don't really take them. And then um, my dad had some. Uh, but he stopped taking them because if you haven't heard, they cause Alzheimer's. (laughs) Don't take them a lot. They do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) have you seen that clip of Oprah finding that out? No, is it? I'll play it for you. She's shocked. She's interviewing someone. It's a doctor of some kind. And, uh, they're talking about like effects of certain drugs or whatever. And he goes, and as you know, um, you know, all, uh, what are those called? Like I don't know. O- whatever. Like, uh, are they or oh, okay. Or Whatever it is. I might be wrong. Sorry, you guys. Right. Um, he goes, they all cause Alzheimer's. And she goes, <laughs> he's like, as we all know. And she's like, we did not know that. Whoa. And she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, the research is in. Like, everybody knows that. And she goes, you can just see her, like, looking off, like, fuck <laughs> so she's so she's
2: probably on a zanny bar right then
3: yeah she i watched a video of her i know everything about oprah but um she talks about how her dog luke who's a golden retriever um has zannies for flying because he doesn't like flying Oof. and so sometimes she takes them so she calls zannies luke's pills oh that's cute like a little code <laughs> yeah
2: um uh george michael my dog is also now horrendous with any travel so he takes trazodone which is uh humans can take it okay um but yeah it's not in the zanny family i was gonna ask because the dea is not listening so i can ask this (laughs) is it illegal for me to pay jimmy for extra zanny bars
3: i think that would be a drug deal
2: oh (laughs) technically or okay literally okay all right (laughs) Well, the DEA minute is over. You guys, come back in, boys. Start listening to Turtle Time again.
3: We should go down to Rosarito, except now everything has fucking fentanyl in it.
2: Oh, wait, Rosarito, you can get Xannies?
3: You can get whatever you want down there, baby. Really? Oh,
2: okay. But But you might die. I don't want, yeah, I wouldn't want any fentanyl in my Xanny bars. All right. Well,
3: Um, but yeah. The long story short is, I went to Italy with my family in December, and my dad like did not sleep on the plane. um, And I gave him uh, on the way back my illicit Zannies, and he was snoring on the plane, and he felt like a million bucks after. So that sounds so nice. Sometimes we all just need a little (laughs) Zannie.
2: So if you only use them infrequently, (laughs) if using yeah, like
3: if you're not, I mean, first of all, to me, I just pass the fuck out like yeah. I don't know how people use them recreationally because I just fall
2: asleep that sounds so good if I was <laughs> on a plane and I just fell asleep and woke up and I had landed oh I want a zany bar so bad right now you're allowed you need to, to
3: paint them- a picture this is like such an illicit conversation, but is it? I'm like, paint a picture to a doctor about how you like had a panic attack.
2: He says he doesn't want me on them because they are so habit forming and he thinks beta blockers are good enough. But but he can't give you like four? Yeah, give me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, my doctor, if you're listening, uh, I love you so much and hopefully this conversation can be used towards getting me a a small amount of Xanny bars.
3: (laughs) I just watched, sorry to be tangent, but I watched the latest John Mulaney special after his uh, rehab and he talked about how you need to find that insane doctor oh. that all you have to do is take your top off and he'll give you pills.
2: <laughs> That's what I was thinking about when you were talking about your <laughs> chiropractor in the back house. I was going to reference that John Mulaney special. Uh, it was so good. I loved it.
3: It was like a bummer though. Oh yeah. yeah. It, was it wasn't bummer. even particularly funny. It was kind of just sad.
2: Yeah. I mean I liked I liked his high profile intervention stuff and yeah. that was good cause I believed I wanted it. the
3: details is what yeah. I liked yeah. as celebrity gossip.
2: He was a little more I saw that live for the first time when he was workshopping his uh-huh. event. Like it was like his first show back and he was a little more uh, explicit with who the people were and uh-huh. like, what they said, he cleaned it up for okay. the masses. I'll
3: look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, okay. okay.
2: They get to Missoula, right? Yeah. It was kind of a flop era. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Are
3: you going bunkhouse or villa if you get there?
2: I would have done what Tamara did and raced back to the car and said, <laughs> driver, run Do they run have away. to call
3: it the bunkhouse? Like, that sounds so shitty.
2: And then Jen and Gina just... Uh, just accept the fact that they're the bunk bed um, people, yeah. right? They're just like, we know they're we're like, getting this. We're
3: bunk. Yeah,
2: we're bunk. Oh, and then we didn't say, but Emily uh, got oh, COVID, COVID. Right. And so she can't come, which that's a bummer for me. Emily is yeah. my favorite cast member. I would have loved to see her in Montana. That was a flop. That's a
3: total loss.
2: That made Montana even more of a flop. Totally. And then Genus is something that made me angry, which was that. I'm going to room with Jen in the bunkhouse because I need to get over these negative feelings for Jen. It's like, first of all, this is a one person journey that you're on by yourself that no one cares about and no one's on it with you. And also you're only telling us basically that you have these feelings. You need to, that's, I'm sorry. You need to get over that. Jen doesn't need to do anything to make you feel better about her. She has been fine. Yeah. I thought that was was
3: so annoying. Yeah. Um, And then, at the villa they're choosing rooms and shannon is just like so low energy and out of it and they keep trying to everyone's trying to accommodate her and get her excited and she's just like oh yeah whatever and then they're like look this room has a view of the lake so pretty and she goes zika
2: she said zika oh i didn't even hear that and then she doesn't <laughs> want to sit in that room that's next to tamra's because yeah, it's like nobody more wants outside room, because it
3: has too much glass
2: oh yeah and then oh yeah and uh Taylor, Taylor does ultimately want doesn't want it either. <laughs> she goes to the bunk. This was basically just the equivalent of them trying on cowboy hats. It's like yeah. Just figure out your rooms. It's fun on Roni when Ramona's running around trying to get the best room <laughs> and there's so much chaos. This yeah. was not chaos. No, because just- no one
3: really cared that much. Like Even Heather was like... I'll do whatever
2: room. So yeah. it and Jen wasn't. and Gina were just like, yeah, we're bunk mates. I mean, yeah. this wasn't as fun <laughs> as they thought it was.
3: No. And then they're about to go out and they're like, Shannon, are you ready? And she's like, I, I just, I'm not done with my makeup yet. I, I need a minute. Like she's acting like they had like a gun to her head and they were like, it's fine. Like we'll wait. And she's like, no, I don't want you to wait. <laughs> like she was acting like it was the most stressful scenario of all time. And, and I thought and,
2: vacation Shannon is fun. Shannon, right?
3: Uh, Summer I, should be fun.
2: Right, summer should be fun. So I think (laughs) Shannon is not her typical vacation Shannon.
3: Something's going on. I was like, can you please, God, calm the fuck down?
2: (laughs) Yeah, then Tamra has to uh, drive this buggy with Heather to their destination, and Heather rightfully doesn't want to get in the car with Tamra. And then they show the worst thing I think I've ever seen in Housewives history. What Could have been five, four deaths. (laughs) Two, two
3: it's really intense. It's
2: awful. It is awful, and the way it, th- Tamra was driving. Yeah. Like a bat out of hell <laughs> on those dunes. Yeah. Is sickening. Yeah. Y- y- you, you. I can't even look. <laughs> Kelly's at
3: it. freaking helmet flies off.
2: She could have been so hurt. Yeah, I mean, like they her were neck so could have hurt. Snapped. They were so hurt. Vicky and Tamra were the most hurt, right? And then Kelly and Heather were the ones that were like sort of saved by their right. positioning. I right? mean,
3: ultimately, there was no actual. Injury, ultimately, right? Vicky
2: like, was fucked up. Tamara was fucked up. I,
3: but, you, like, did they break a bone?
2: I don't think they broke... I mean, whiplash, whatever. That's stuff For hurts. sure. Like, no, but I mean... Physical. It
3: could have been so much worse.
2: So much worse. I mean, production, that must be a nightmare. That must be up there with the... Um, what was the Columbia trip where they're coming back on that <laughs> the boat? Cartagena. Cartagena. That's probably their worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. That was their worst nightmare. But this was a close second.
3: That <laughs> boat... <laughs> That's they, the funniest shit. They, I've they ever all seen. almost sued production. Yeah, you know?
2: they 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 almost they were, were like
3: screaming, yeah. crying, throwing up, shitting their sh- pants. Sh- I mean,
2: <laughs> I would I would be that shitting footage pants. is unbelievable. I can't believe it. We're gonna do Roni someday. I know we are, right? Yeah, we have
3: to do the top worst boat moments. Yeah, because there's sure. a lot, including when Bethany got lost at sea on Bethany Ever After.
2: Yeah, oh my i don't even remember that moment i love bethany ever after so much when did she get lost at sea? they go
3: on a couple's boat trip with their her therapist and i think one other couple and he gets fucking lost like their gps breaks and they spend oh. like the night like oh. sloshing around in a sailboat and it's so funny because it's just actually happened yeah
2: oh that's that's wild. bethany ever after is also the uh so amazing just for the disillusion of her and Jason's marriage. They start from the honeymoon bliss stage. And by the third season, they are fighting all the time. They hate each other. Like you see their full arc of Mm -hmm. their marriage on that show.
3: Yeah. When they're fighting outside the helicopter, deciding whether to get on. Oh, Oh yeah. It's so good.
2: All right, and then some real boring, boring, <laughs> boring stuff happens. Mechanical bull. You don't
3: think mechanical bull is so fun.
2: They just love the juxtaposition of the housewives in <laughs> this, but they've already done it.
3: Yeah. Why why would you put they them on a flashback mecha- to the Dubro Ranch party?
2: Some, some producer didn't remember, "Hey, we've already seen most of these people okay, so on there's bulls before."
3: Housewives tropes. Mechanical bull.
2: Is it on other franchises? Freezing,
3: uh, what's it called, cryotherapy? Mhm. Um,
2: uh, two the two newbies fighting with each other on the first season to <laughs> see who can become dominant. That yeah. is the biggest trope in Housewives history.
3: Gatsby party,
2: Gatsby party, murder mystery party. Oh, psychics, psychics. Tea leaves. <laughs> now they're trying to even branch out from psychics and make it like tea leaf yeah. experts and in... horoscope. It's it's like they should never have another <laughs> psychic related thing in yeah in Housewives. I mean, I right? Don't you think it's been done to goddamn death?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, New Jersey did that this Just, time, and they accused it of being a setup.
2: That was actually the funniest <laughs> one, because she verbatim said what Jen had said last season. Yeah. Right? That what was, was it?
3: It was about... Um,
2: Jen said, you look like... you know the, the tea the league person says, you look like someone who gets a lot of endorsements. I'm seeing here that you actually do have a lot of endorsements. And <laughs> that was uh, Margaret had said exactly that. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. That was hilarious. That was great. Okay, um, but this is a flop era.
3: All right, so yeah, they're doing the... Um, Mechanical bull, all these women, Tamara always wants to be very sexual. Um, yeah, she's like, it's my vagina. Um, Shannon says that it's two vagina. Then Tamara says, do you have a meaty vagina? Yeah.
2: They're like, do you ride Eddie like that? Like, <laughs> Just any joke you could make about sex in the mechanical bull is right. made there. Yep. And then it's dinner time. Yep. Ring the dinner bell. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding, ding. ding. Let's see them eat dinner. We get to see them eat a bunch of dinner. They choose between various meats. They choose sausages. Gina makes a wiener joke. She makes a dismissive comment about Jen sharing wieners because Ryan is so sexually active. It's like a groaner, completely awful. Um, Um,
3: But we get a bombshell.
2: Well, yeah, but Tamara sets it up in such an inorganic way, unsubtle. (laughs) Is there
3: anything that we wouldn't know about you? Tell us something we don't know.
2: Yeah. Hey, this dinner is so boring. And so far, we've had a really boring trip. Let's just say something that's dramatic about ourselves (laughs) that someone doesn't know. And then Taylor does. Yeah, she drops a bomb, which I had had no clue.
3: I didn't know either. I don't think anyone did.
2: Five years in a relationship with another woman before Russell. Yeah. And that's then crazy. She's, she's yeah, she she claims bisexual as her identity or yeah. right, her sexual orientation and that's beautiful.
3: Yeah, I had no idea. That's cr- I mean, I don't know how that never came up like during the Russell years. I think I guess Russell was
2: Russell was just so much of a, you know, a cloud that all energy was related to that marriage and this that just didn't come up. That was the
3: darkest moments in house, Housewives history.
2: Also d- by far and also it's like it's the second season of beverly hills so honestly like it's it's very early it's almost like the inciting incident totally it happened it's remember
3: when kyle has to not let them enter the white party because he threatened a lawsuit against was it lisa yeah and she's like shaking crying because she doesn't want to ask them to leave because it's so embarrassing yeah and so then they all gather around out front and say like, we can't have you here. And it's yeah. so uncomfortable. It's so
2: uncomfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. Almost. And you're like, don't
3: let her go home with him. Like her night's going to be so bad. Like she shouldn't go home with him.
2: Yes. It, it, well, I mean the whole Russell Taylor thing is almost too dark to where it's not even, yeah, it's not even fun to talk about. No. And I, I, didn't enjoy Taylor in the first four seasons. I thought she was. I, but now I just look back at it and I'm like, you were in like a hellish. Totally. Marriage. And yeah. she seems so beyond that era now. I actually am enjoying Taylor. Mm-hmm. I, so far. Yeah. I think she's kind of fun and yeah. like a stable presence and not being overly performative or faking any drama. She just seems yeah. like she genuinely wants to like hang out with these people, which yeah. I like.
3: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, obviously Heather's coming at her throat, but I think generally all the housewives in Beverly Hills and otherwise really like her Yeah, currently, yes. and she's an OG kind of, and when she was on Watch What Happens Live, you're like, oh, you've like been here. like You know how this works. She wore a jumpsuit and a high pony, which anyone who knows Andy, those are his two favorite things, so I've always thought about if I went to the clubhouse, I would honor that wish. That would be so fun. Would, I don't have uh, long enough hair to do a high pony. What but, could I wear? Mm, maybe you could do the same.
2: Okay. Would you say a jump <laughs> a jumpsuit suit and a high pony? Yeah. Maybe pigtails love get, uh,
3: like Margaret.
2: If he doesn't comment on, on it, would we say something like, <laughs> Andy, do you see what we're wearing?
3: Yeah. You should. There was, uh, was it on that episode or I watched a bunch in a row, but that guy from tiktok that does the seventh heaven recaps was the bartender oh. and he wore overalls with nothing under
2: cool <laughs> were they were were the um straps covering his nipples i think so okay that's <laughs> where i would put the coveralls or the overalls if i was wearing them i would make sure those straps Great. cover my nipples <laughs> then jen shares uh something from her past i didn't write flight it down. attendant oh right she was a flight attendant and
3: she met her ex-husband <laughs> oh. on a flight and they all Tried to immediately turn it into her being a whore. Like, was he in first class? Like, yeah. And she was just like, no.
2: Yeah. She she goes, he was in economy. And then Gina <laughs> says something which I also found very annoying. Which Jen is being like she's been for the past four episodes, just normal and nice and honest. And Gina goes, I need more of this Jen. This yeah, what is the Jen. What are you even Jen,
3: talking about? This is the
2: Jen I like. It's like, Jen just has been the same the entire time yeah like she so was already indi-
3: talking about her adopted son like she already opened up what are you talking about this is
2: very indicative of how jen has behaved the entire time i'm sorry that you are late to the jen party and you're trying to like don't talk about her anymore <laughs>
3: yeah i agree i feel um defensive on her behalf because she's she's it's not a damsel like she stands up for herself but she's new and it's like dude Leave her alone. I really do think she thinks she's going to take her spot, which she should.
2: Yes. She's a great first season cast member. First season cast members, are, that's the biggest flop era you can ever have. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to appear. You don't know how you come off in scenes. Jenna's doing a great job. As no, a first. she's
3: good because, as we said last time, she's f- firmly tied in with Tamra yes. in an r- organic way, which is rare these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... You know, despite the fact that we don't care about her cheating, that's an interesting launch point. That there's like this relationship dynamic of having an ex who lives elsewhere and a new boyfriend that she met while she was still with her husband and uh, an adopted son. Like, there's a yeah. lot going on to bite onto. Yes, which is fun.
2: Yes, for sure. For me as well. And so, anytime Gina is talking about her, it's just like, hey. We're not on your side with this one. This yeah. you, this is a I'm lone like battle. you
3: are a flop. I don't care about your it, real estate exams. I don't care about your like shitty house, your felon ex. I don't care yeah, about anything. And
2: your war on Jen who's actually a nice normal person. Then Shannon does something a little odd, which is <laughs> she fakes that someone didn't show up to watch her kids and so she has an emergency <laughs> she, she on starts, her She starts like
3: running through the prairie and they're all like they all like bite onto that comment as they just start talking shit like it can be a storyline of like why isn't John watching your kids and you're just like you guys don't waste your breath it's fake just shut up you know, <laughs> okay. yeah they immediately go into how can we make this provocative yeah. and dramatic let's talk shit about John let's talk shit about the kids like
2: yeah and then Shannon but but why why did Shannon have why didn't to go she just early? say she
3: was going to the bathroom yeah she wanted to surprise them in her saloon outfit.
2: Yeah, I guess. The payoff of that to like leave early just so she can because dress Because
3: like she's, she's fucking silly. She wanted to be like, top of the morning. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Did you notice
3: the shot glasses? No, what were they? Little cowboy boots. Oh, that is like so... Like on Summer House.
2: Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> so then uh, Shannon goes... Shannon says in her confessional, she's like, hey, I'm just putting on a cool outfit, so don't mind me. <laughs> and then she goes to a saloon, and then they all, I, I think another trope, another trope, because we, we were talking about housewife tropes, is when two people are away, or one person is away who's powerful, they all have to talk about what they're doing, because they're self-conscious that the cameras are on them, and what they're doing is not as fun. So it, it makes them seem really lame. Like the fact that they're all so concerned about Shannon, that they can't just have fun on their own, it makes me... I am aware how self conscious they are that they're not providing enough drama. Right. It's it, I don't know to yeah, me. Yeah. They're that's like, a should trope. we go to the saloon? Like it, it just following the other ones, making sure that like they're sort of jealous that the cameras are on them for a second. It's always kind of a I don't know, it gives me flop vibes. Yeah. So then they they ask is Shannon lost, <laughs> and then they go to a saloon and, and Shannon is wearing, um, like a my only reference is like a Deadwood uh, costume, okay. like an old, yeah. Wild like a West saloon, saloon
3: performer.
2: Yeah. Woman. And what, in is Celine, uh, uh, her name is uh, Shannon and she's yeah. at a saloon. <laughs> Shannon is a costume person. Is that a part of her identity? Is that well, why she, she
3: did the, uh, she was part of the drag roses. night. Yeah. yeah she did, Where uh, she did the male drag and then, um, she, yeah, I feel like she likes doing like rocker a lot of the time. I'm trying to think if there are any other ones. But I
2: don't, I don't identify her as like a costume person. So I don't, I don't, didn't know why she needed to be the one who dressed up like a old right. saloon bartender. It just seemed it was weird, and it was and it was it was inorganically, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, created because she had to leave early by giving fake drama. Anyway, she starts to serve them a bunch of alcohol. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> right. Like it's Tequila. an empty it's an empty saloon. Yeah. With a bunch of uh <laughs> I know, taxidermy. I was like, how is
3: this different than you guys just going back to the villa or whatever?
2: Right. And then I feel like there is pressure on this scene. This is my, like, fourth wall breaking, that they know, okay, it's time to get drunk. We are only fun when we're drunk. Like, they feel that way. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's the case. Because they do, like, three shots within two minutes, <laughs> yeah. Tamara and Shannon. Um yeah. And then they squash their beef again. Right. Shannon and Tamara. Yeah. Right. She
3: said, I love you. I wrote down dos Amigas." Oh, right. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, it immediately gets awkward of uh, Taylor and Heather talking about the role again. And Heather's being kind of a bitch immediately up front. Like, she's like, I do not want to, you know, instead of just being like nice and being like, I was just confused because you know, she she basically like scolded her instead of just being like, Sorry, I just had no idea what was going on because usually the process is different. Yes. Like she immediately was like Meh
2: Yes. She's <laughs> right about the process. Taylor flopped on the casting process, yeah. but she's handling it so arrogantly. Yeah. That it's hard to root for her. And then uh Right when they go back to the group after having they they come to a um, reconciliation yeah. a little bit and then uh, Taylor talks about it with Tamara. and Taylor goes well did you talk about the part where the producer needs a, a, a audition from Yeah, it? the and casting then, tape yeah and then Heather is now it's game Heather's over. like. <laughs>
3: she's basically like cracking her knuckles like are you fucking
2: kidding me yeah like i am ready to play what the hell did that person say she's like first you offered me the role then i turned it down then now it's
3: being rescinded now it's being rescinded
2: now i need a tape for it what the hell is going on
3: it's very funny though that um heather has decided that she should be offer only
2: Oh, oh right! no 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 i, yeah, I was I'm def- like
3: what world are you living in
2: no definitely not <laughs> i i agree that the producer looked at her credits and said i'm sorry i would still need her to audition for this role right but but
3: also what a lot of it is miscommunication where taylor didn't say that it was a meteor meteor role than what taylor was doing yes So Taylor is
2: offering a bigger role than she actually has in this. And so they would, but again, why is she offering? it? Yeah. I'm not sure what the hell Taylor is doing. What, how she thinks casting works. She kept like,
3: it kept being like misunderstanding where Taylor was like someone at your pedigree. She was clearly trying to say you've done a lot, you know, someone with, of your stature or your experience. And Heather's like pedigree. What am I a dog? And it's like, bitch, you know what she was saying? Yeah. For real. Come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was, she was just searching for a word to talk about. She said, the reason why we looked up your IMDB at that steak dinner was because... Taylor was shocked that Heather would have to audition, so she wanted to look at her IMDb, which I'll give Taylor credit. That was a good way to say why you looked at her IMDb. That was actually pretty crafty. It made sense. And then Tamara goes, well, come on, why won't you just admit? I have to clear the air here. (laughs) Taylor was talking horrible shit about your IMDb, which that was awful of Tamara. (laughs) Good for the scene, for sure, but awful of Tamara to say Tamara
3: is... always be producing. Yes.
2: Yep. She definitely is. Um, I just want to make a note that Gina continues the biggest flop era of her life by offering the worst synopsis of the (laughs) Heather and uh, um, Taylor fight by saying, I don't even, I didn't even write it down because it was so stupid. It was like, they're fighting about one person having um, no film experience. And the other person's asking, like you're taking (laughs) the acting, like you're taking the Oscar away. Like you're Judy Dench. It's just, it was like a confessional that made absolutely (laughs) no sense. What are you
3: talking about? And I was like, Judy Dench was an interesting choice. Like, yeah. what movie of Judy Dench do you think she likes? Yeah, I, Philomena?
2: I, yeah, I'm not sure at all. <laughs> Gina just had to get her two cents in there, and they thought that was worth adding. <laughs> Heather gets so mad when she yeah. finds, legitimately mad when she finds out that that uh, Taylor was talking right. Shit. Um, I mean,
3: it it was as bad as it sounds. Yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, they were talking <laughs> shit. They were talking about the going longevity.
3: line by line. Which is horrifying. Like, that's embarrassing.
2: Uh, what they... Yes. Yeah. Like, but, if someone did that to you, that'd oh. be very embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was very bad. They touched <laughs> on the one issue that Heather would hate more than life itself. I felt like I, uh, I'm i not fully, like, against Taylor for judging uh, Heather's IMDb, because I'm also sort of skeptical of her acting career, but it is the one hot button that would make Heather the maddest. So, I'm actually on Heather's side, too. It's like, this this is a perfect... Uh, dramatic storyline for a me because I'm on storms. Uh, yeah. Perfect storms. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Heather goes into, uh, I'll say a tirade mm-hmm. against uh, Taylor saying that her career suffered because she chose to focus on her family. I mean, so you she, saying that
3: she chose to be very high and mighty. She was like, as a mother, I had to sacrifice my career as many women do.
2: Yeah. And she goes, so actually what you said is, perfectly anti-female and also i'll add so incredibly rude and she just finally says and now i have to officially say to you with all um with all of my force fuck you
3: yeah shocking
2: right i mean heather has she
3: ever said fuck you to anyone
2: i don't think so it's crazy yeah it takes a lot to get heather to utter fuck I have
3: a feeling it'll be resolved pretty quickly. Well, next they already episode.
2: they already showed them laughing and smiling yeah. uh, in the next week, but um, that was a yeah, that was a legitimate fight where I was on the sides of both, and I actually thought Heather came across like I know she gets mad about IMDb yeah, stuff for sure, so that felt genuine.
3: Totally, um, yeah. And then um, at the end, they showed the preview from next week, and Tamra pulls out a zinger about how uh ryan when he first joined the gym he said something like like mark my words and pointed at tamra and was like i'm gonna fuck her <laughs>
2: so was tamra saying i'm gonna fuck her about jen i thought it was about tamra <sighs> <gasps> so yeah I saw that too Tamra tells the group I have bad feelings about Ryan because he walked in the gym one day and said I'm gonna fuck her but I don't know if he meant you monster I thought he I thought he might mean I'm gonna uh, fuck Jen well he did right so yeah he said what he did <laughs> uh, he did what he was he said he was gonna do but I thought that that made tamra um like upset because she knew that he had his guns blazing for, for jen okay. if, if it's about tamra that's, a whole that's story. how i read it but we'll revisit yeah we'll revisit um
3: okay yeah i hope that ryan doesn't turn out to be a monster
2: i i don't know i usually have a good sense of the stinkers versus <laughs> people who are genuinely good people and i don't get the stinker vibes from him right I guess cheater vibes but maybe yeah. he's ready to pack in his cheater persona
3: yeah um all right well
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, I, I think we called it. I mean, it was a bad episode for maybe five minutes of entertainment. Yeah. I mean, Montana trip so far was a flop and not fun. Yeah. um, And they spent way too much time getting ready for a trip that so far is not fun. Yeah. Uh, so, well, it's yeah. also
3: like, I feel like ranch trips are becoming a trope at this point, And they all made it very clear that they're not nature girlies. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then don't go on a trip like that.
2: Like, Yeah, they love that. I'm not
3: that into the, I mean, I guess that's what Crappy Lake is going to be, but it's a little, it gets a little tired of just like women being like, mud is gross. I know. Like, I hate bugs. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's a trope. I'm like,
3: just go to like Palm Springs then or like Miami. I don't Yeah, they care. just do,
2: they, they do the same thing too often. If yeah. Like they've been to the Glamping. ranches. Yeah but All right, Well, I would
3: love to go there. So,
2: do you think Orange County has the chance where, where it'll get better? I hope so. Me too, <laughs> for our <laughs> sake and for Bravo's sake. I hope so. I hope Andy wouldn't lie to us about how yeah. good it is. Well, we
3: can always ditch it for Roni in a few weeks. <laughs>
2: that would be so great. For like, okay, we're no longer talking about OC. Um, next week, I guess, programming wise, we our schedules. We're doing. We're having a holiday. Yeah. So we're gonna. Um, Take a pause on OC and talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta, which, spoiler alert, I'm on the fourth episode of the new season. Okay. I actually think it's pretty great. Okay. I love this cast. Spoiler alert. Fun. I love this cast, and I was so happy that the same cast from last season carried over because I actually really loved last season's cast too. I didn't think Atlanta was in its flop era last season.
3: Great. I need to re-watch some episodes because I watch it pretty casually um, since we haven't been talking about it. Um, I just watch it, you know, kind of while I'm drooling and like looking at my phone and stuff. So I'm caught up, but I'll run back through.
2: Sonya is like the gen of Atlanta Mm -hmm. where she is like the best new cast member they've had in so long where i legitimately love watching an olympian huh an olympian (sighs) yeah it's amazing yeah so we're gonna be in our atlanta era next week and then we'll go back to our regular uh scheduled programming and then maybe fit atlanta in organically with oc in new york i mean it's just a bravo time we're having here
3: for sure yeah and we'll be uh we're gonna tape a little early next week so we'll have over the holiday week we'll be rested and restored um, but probably not. We'll probably be hungover and tired. Uh, I'm gonna still. pull a.
2: I'm gonna pull a Rip Van Winkle and You're sleep. Gonna sleep the whole time. <laughs> yeah, five days of sleep <laughs> and see if I that. feel better. Could you imagine? Oh my god, I feel like I need that. Don't you think we should be able to hibernate?
3: Yes. <sighs> Remember when um, Kramer on Seinfeld tried to do the was it the Da Vinci way where you sleep? for 15 minutes at a time
2: (laughs) i don't i don't remember that but i already can see the humor from that where you just take uh, cat naps yeah he just loses his mind (laughs) yeah i could never do that i'm already so tired and i got eight hours of sleep Okay, well, let's yeah. end this uh, goddamn <laughs> shit. Do you think we did good?
3: I think so. I mean, it's I'm a little two hours and
2: 45. Yeah, I'm a little shocked and surprised and a little mad, I'll say, that this was two hours <laughs> and 45 minutes, but whatever, that's par for the we course. We can't be
3: stopped. <laughs>
2: we are a wrecking ball. If we didn't
3: do the taglines, maybe we could have gotten it under, but...
2: And we should definitely keep that tagline talk in, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was good. <laughs> all right, okay, we love you all so much. Amy and I are going to continue to record another patreon episode right
3: that's right kisses all right <laughs> we're not kissing we're kissing oh. you
2: <laughs> i'm so sorry no 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 uh oh, i'm sorry we are kissing each ho- our mics not each other delete the
1: file <laughs> this one's for you tonight.
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter